0: Welcome to episode four hundred forty and five of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. Yes, it is a Sunday. No, he's not wearing his hat. Yes, he's still Russell John the Fisherman. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? What's up, dude? Not much. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is it very, very dark in this room? Oh, I can open a window. That's okay. I'm just, uh, I was, I was, or- I if I was just wondering if you were turning vampire.
1: Or it might be because you have sunglasses
0: on. Russell, you know there's no light penetrating this room. There's there no natural light. You lit a candle. I did. Yeah. And we'll talk about that oh my. a little later. Also joining us from Atlanta, Georgia, is Randy Michael Stapp. That's me. What's up? Randy, you're switching rooms again. Last week you were in the side room. Now you're back in the living room. The sun is out. The hair is gone
2: yeah this is true i also if you look to my uh my right, I bought some blackout curtains to uh keep the sun out and uh, the guns out exactly yeah it's been solid like ninety five like all day for the last couple days and my uh my house has getting been getting really hot, so i'm uh trying to uh get some of that sun out you know what i'm saying
1: you it versus- also helps
2: it also helps with the glare on the television in which I watch films on. So I think, I think they're going to stay up for a while. Randy's really giving us the hard sell on blackout
0: curtains.
1: Yeah, I got them. People get mad at me. It'll be one in the afternoon, a beautiful day out, and it is pitch black in the front room yeah. because I'm playing Nicolas Cage on Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going, by the way? It's fun. I'm I'm so glad he did a lot of voice acting. It's a lot of fun playing this. I was game.
0: about to say, how are the vocals? How's the Vox?
1: Well, also, you know, the other thing is that the perks they gave him make the game feel a little bit more casual than like some fucking incel competitive shit like I don't know, like League of Legends or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's got some things that are not necessarily beneficial for you and are kind of fun. Yeah. So I don't know. It's cool. Okay. How many stars? <laughs> Five. Okay. Well, you know, if they give him some um, outfits that you can buy from movies, then it will be next level. But I don't know. Some skins. Yeah, give me a Mandy like. Well, what type of skins they have from? It's just cool guy shit. He's got three different heads. Two of them have sunglasses on. Uh, he's got um one called uh what the fuck was uh Gorgon Drip, where he's got like a snake leather like or snake skin jacket. And like a Gorgon t-shirt on under it. It's, he's got another one that cool. says,
0: I owe the IRS $10 million.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. He's he's a angel. He's just wearing a newspaper. I think he's uh positive in the bank. Well, yeah, because
0: he got all of that money from. Oh, come on. You can release Wonderland. T- Oh yeah! I, well, watch, I there's I, so many movies. I Wanted out to there. say Kung Fu, but that's not the one. No. What was it called? Which, oh, uh, Jujitsu. Jujitsu is one of those. I was gonna say, Krav Maga. It was no. gonna. It was around the wheel. I, I know. My mind went blank.
1: Yeah,
0: it's Renfield funny. didn't even show up. It
1: comes there. up a lot in conversation. Usually, it's the same kind of boring conversation too. We're like, oh, they can make him a villain. He'd be a vampire. And I'm like, okay, I've heard this a thousand times already. Yeah. And then, you know, you want to make a joke and it's like, God, I can't pull one fucking like you just covered what the rock wasn't he in that? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to. pull. Yeah, He know. plays a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's the one Conair? That's a good one. Oh, please. Cameron Poe. You bow your head when God you damn. mention Cameron Poe. You had that ready, but you couldn't pull a title. Are
0: you kidding me? I grew <laughs> up on Con Air. I'm Edgar Allen Cameron Poe. If- I know that everyone in this room right now also joining not joining us right now is Oksana Valeria of Osace. In case anyone is wondering why she's not been introduced. I've <laughs> I've been introducing her. I know now that she's in the booth, but she's not in the booth today as uh you know, duties duties call otherwise.
1: So we wish Oksana well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been drafted into the military. That's right. She's on assignment.
0: Uh what was that talking about?
1: I don't know. I thought I could circle back. <laughs> dude, you smell like a fucking like you're about to be arrested. Do hey, I? <laughs> yeah. Hell, Are you yeah. smuggling weed in your butt, dude. The whole. Uh, I mean, it, that would that would not uh, yield effective way of transporting drugs. <laughs> Wait, why were why were you going to talk about lighting the candle? Is that a bit or? Well, we're going to talk about Talk to Me a little later.
0: Oh, yeah. That's all about lighting candles, baby.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you guys finally got on board. You know, I tried to get Clark in there. I begged him (laughs) to come with me one time. Then he came on here and berated me in front of our family and friends on the podcast. You get what you deserve. Then I gave you another opportunity and you're just like, no, fuck you. And then you go to a mall (laughs) and you pay for it. What the hell? What happened again? So many words <laughs> and no truth in any of them. You didn't go to the mall. No. Oh no, you went to the other one. That's right. Yeah, so that's Tanfan. They falsity finally, number one. They finally burned you. I'm gonna tell you right now,
0: brother. I, I'm just you're. I just want you to experience the luxury, and I, I and I, I choose that word very carefully and very purposefully. The luxury of going to the Daily City Century 20, is that right? Is it 20 theaters? Yeah, 20. The Century 20 in Daily City, California. Three stories, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Russell, the third story concession stand is flowing strong. I can happily report that yesterday I got a large popcorn. I will go I know I went to the second floor crowded packed. Do you understand? The theaters are still crawling. Barbie Heimer is still very much alive. A lot of people on that first floor lobby. As you can see, a light at the end of the tunnel. There was a sign on that second floor lobby that said third floor concession stand now open. Park went up there. Randy was like, I had the whole floor to myself. <laughs> nice. You see all these peons below me scrounging around for at least 10 to 15 minutes. There's no doubt that was going to take them 10 to 15 minutes. I took 10 minutes because I wanted to take 10 minutes because I was trying to figure out what I was going to mix in with my popcorn.
2: had a great time. Can you get adult beverages up there
0: though? You cannot, you cannot. They do do not have the bar capability. However, you can still circumnavigate a good portion of the uh, riffraff by just going <laughs> straight to the bar. Um, okay. instead of going through the lines. Makes you sense because yeah. you don't you don't you don't procure the alcohol where you one procures the popcorn. True.
1: You know, um, I hope it carries on, but I really it's gonna go back to being dead again. And it's funny That's what I'm saying. Live and let live. I've been getting push notifications about like Mission Impossible crushed by Barbieheimer. Are they going to recover? And it's like, whoa. how? I mean, it felt like they did kind of go away and nobody's really talking about it. It's like, I wonder if it made any money. And you look, it's like, oh, 468 million domestic. Or, yeah. They're like, shut the fuck up. These clickbait articles. This one, sure. Mission Impossible box office can dead reckoning rebound from Barbie and Heimer. Shut no. the fuck fuck? Uh, Haunted Mansion, I think, did not do well. I heard it's not very good
0: and then um well of course Indiana Jones uh was an absolute uh stinker rooney.
1: which i heard was okay <laughs> it bombed yeah but again i you know i don't think a movie lives or dies by what the intake is opening weekend i mostly as a contrarian this really goes against my ethics are you going to watch it uh which one the new one uh what i uh, Sorry, I'm looking at Haunted Mansion. Right. Destination. I, I would like to watch it. A Final Destination for sure. Final Destination. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it's just not getting great reviews. How many tomatoes? I don't know. I went to IMDb where the real uh, the real reviewers Yeah, go. but you can't get a good
0: gauge. Uh, the 10-point rating scale, plus the Nolan fans get in there, and then they just jizz all over the site for a month, and it <laughs> just skews the numbers. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, the third greatest movie of all time is Christopher Nolan's Following for no fucking reason." I don't know. They can go fuck off. Following is pretty good though.
1: Yeah, I um, is Cobweb still playing in the theaters? No, that's the one people should go see. You're the
0: again. one who had to go to Tahoe to go see it, or wherever you went.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, how unfortunate. It was a it was a fun <laughs> film too. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, Haunted Mansion. You got to guess. All right, said, don't look. 80, uh, is that uh, critic or audience? Critic. Okay, 86. You Clark. eighty. You said 86? Yeah, I don't know. What are you looking up? You, you can't be I Googling. ain't looked up nothing. I ain't looked okay. up
0: nothing. But you, who Why are you it? shocked by that? Was
1: it Disney? Yeah, it's got to be, it's a Disney product. It has to be Disney. 42%. 42? 42. Jackie rubs And again, Clark was not looking up anything where uh, the critic score was 41. Woo! You liar. Damn. You fucking liar. I could see it on your glasses. You I'll looked show, it up. I'll show, I'll, show show me you, your computer. I'll show you
0: all my tabs.
1: Oh, my God. If a cherub was here, you would not be resurrected. Here, I'll hand you my computer. I don't give a shit. Look at all those tabs. What do you got? Pornhub. Uh, X-Video. No. X if is I that- swiped over. <laughs> Wait, is X-Video, is that the new Twitter or is that the porn?
0: Ain't no porn
1: on this screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing. I don't know if I'm tweeting or baiting anyone. Um... Yeah, 41%. <laughs> that's a good game show. 40, 41% by critic and audience score 85. So that's what, you that's want. what I meant. It's it's, oh. Dang. it's good to show up. Uh, it's good to know that Justin showed up and really loved it. Again, shout out to people who have been listening and know that Justin refused to join a Disney game. He also
0: said Tomorrowland
1: was revolutionary. <laughs> like, come on.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I am. Do you know why? Cause he had a private screening. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. That's the thing. If you want to, if you want some,
1: if you need someone that you can buy, sign that man up. Hey, well, as a little He's bit a, a
0: faithful soldier,
1: I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet. I kind of want to add a video component to it. But speaking of our former third chair, he did, uh, <laughs> again, I've been teasing Clark about, uh, how he berated me on the show. It hurt my feelings. I, I went in the room, I started hurting myself physically because of all the guilt I was carrying. And then I gave you another link to go see another screening to talk to me. And you didn't take it. Most of the people. Now, Clark wasn't the only one. Again, again, you know, I've been a little bit busy. Forgive me. And I fucking dropped the ball and I didn't give anybody this goddamn link. And then so many people were like, dude, I would have went. I and I was like, so, you know, the God smiled on me and gave me another pre-screening link. And I, I sat there and I'm like, Oksana, none of these motherfuckers are going to go. One person did go. Our former third chair, Justin. He did. And uh, he wrote a review and emailed it to me. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Again, I think I might want to put it into a video and do a reel with it or something. But we'll, we'll see if your uh, theory holds up. <laughs> so are you not going to burn it on this show? I don't know where it is. We have too many emails. I, it would take like 10 minutes for me to find it. Okay. I did not know we would be on a tangent going by the haunted house, and then it would lead me to his review of "Talk to Me." Oh, we're gonna talk about it. "Talk to Me." Yeah, I'm talking, talk to me. Ooh, I like that. All right. Uh, anything else up top, brother? No. Uh, I guess we could go ahead and start the show officially. It's Sunday, July thirtieth. It's a beautiful day out. The bugs are alive and they're eating our basil plants. Oh yes, of course. Have you been out there? You. No. You look. Uh, we have a tomato plant. Um, oh God, I was cleaning the garage and I found a box. It contained what looked like organic plants. And I'm like, why is this, how is this in the garage? And should I just throw it away? you open it up. It's got like a micro garden that you plug into an an outlet. And then you put little plant pods in there. Who knew that this thing would grow the most uh, aggressive plants we've ever had? Two basil plants and a tomato one. Those the chip- basils are yeah. dude. The basil ones, we had to start eating basil with everything because they were outgrowing the little pod. Make and, some sauce uh, over there, dude. Tomatoes dude, and basil. So good. And then there was like this empty pod where the cherry tomato is supposed to be. Nothing. And then Oksana like jiggled it one day or something and it fucking aggressively grew past those. So we had to replant it. It's in the backyard now, dude. That thing's going to start yielding a, a fucking, I don't know, we could start selling tomatoes. <laughs> You could uh, pack up your crypto business and we could start uh, we could get out on the corner and sell cherry tomatoes. The basil plants though, they're being devoured by I think aphids. I don't know what they are. They're little bugs, but man, it's a struggle out there. Aphid Rocky? Aphid Twin.
2: Brady, what's yours? <laughs> Aphid armison? Oh my All right, God. I'll take it. Good job. He's gonna cut out that pause there. Watch in the final <laughs> edit, it's gonna be like he came with it really quick. Good job, dude. I only edit uh ums and pauses out of my other show occasionally. Oh, you dick! <laughs> I could I could show you a good AI to do that, Randy. Mostly because we're so far ahead that it's actually easy to do. Or easier to do now because I could spend more time on it. Was well, is that a humble brag? Do you see what he just did? Yeah, right I there? know. Well, you know Let's what he we fucking do? firing here. shots right now. We we'll, we'll uh, get
1: behind soon, I'm sure. <laughs> We don't need to do like work because we just lean on our talent and we do live to record as the three friends used to say, RIP. And, uh, you know, it's just something that y'all can't fucking do. Also, dude, why is Christian look so like tough in all his like photographs for that band? I'm like, Oh, he looks he is, like, dude. he looks too fucking cool to be hanging out with Randy. But now for I real? get why you shaved your head. You're like little Christian.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm, he's a little one. I'm older by a little bit, but you know, we do look a lot alike and a lot of times we tend to all, we both wear all black most of the time too. So yeah, we do look like twins sometimes.
1: Well, if you go on tour with them, it's going to look like Antifa's come back. Yeah. <laughs> someone would be scared if <laughs> they walk down the nerdiest alley of all time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you two dorks. All right. Anything else? No. Bro. Can I say we're on the prefaces, prefaces, prefaces? We're on the porpoise of a short Aliens. episode. So right.
1: if, if we if Aliens? We... shut the hell up, really.
0: <laughs> No, someone on on uh Elon Musk's uh ex uh social network. I don't even know You're gonna give it it to just you. looks terrible. It looks stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> like it. I think
1: everybody agrees that.
0: It's just dumb. Um, but it's the world, so yay. But I was on something, uh, someone had, uh, I cut that out. Oh.
1: <laughs> Don't
0: cut that out. Leave that in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, I can't describe what happened. There was a Senate hearing and someone uh-huh. associated with a, a government agency. Uh
1: huh.
0: I think CIA or CIA adjacent. Mm-hmm. Confirmed
1: aliens. Yeah, Randy's been talking about yeah. that for like all Non human biologics. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is where we I watched we're the at.
2: Senate hearing live. It was about two and a half hours, three hours maybe. I watched it during uh while I was working on Friday. Watch slash listen to it. And here's my problem with
1: it. Yeah. Look, we have the perfect uh grading of like where we are with like conspiracy theories or trust when it comes to the government. Clearly, Randy is a fully trusting government little socialite who's out there doing propaganda for him and he (laughs) believes it so me the conspiracy theorist who uh has been looking into alien shit forever i'm completely turned off now i'm like wait the government says they're real they're fake i'm off and then you're just figuring it out it was very entertaining I didn't watch any of On it. On Twitter. Why and see that's what That's why I'm burned. Exactly. You got FOMO bullshit happening right now. No, it's now. not FOMO. I'm just like, wait, it's kinda like when you have a cool band and then, you know, you show up to school and it's like, wait, everybody knows about them? I'm fucking out. It's what I did with Slipknot, my neighbor years ago. Yeah, but it's like we're never gonna get <laughs> Yeah, but like,
0: you know, we're never gonna get that for nine eleven.
1: If the government is preaching something, it is no longer cool and I am off that train. Sure, I get it. But I'm not saying it I, see I'm not coming
0: from the cool side, brother.
1: With those glasses on, it's a hard argument to make. Well again, you're missing opportunities <laughs> on the soundboard. We should have no, heard we should have No, right we need to we need to like make that AI start. I already found an amazing program. You. We need a soundboard AI. Just don't worry about it. Do they have a there, digital red band that we no can no
0: respect have? for the goddamn strike happening right now, you
1: asshole. That, what, it's not a podcast strike. Right? I'm about to start one. We could actually do the podcast. <laughs> Fuck your Helga, bitch. We could have a... Oh my God, don't, don't summon her, dude. Uh, we, At least said it once. We could have a full-blown episode of the podcast that's completely AI generated. Would anybody even know? Well, Sasso already did it, dude. Yeah. Oh, then it's done.
0: sesso has been on this train, brother.
1: <laughs> is he f- he's fat again, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: I mean, I want to know if he's funny or not.
0: <laughs> yes, all right, that's fair. It's a harsh reality, that's dude. That's a real thing. I know. Tom's Segura's girl is going okay. He's okay, too no, handsome now. Do not now fucking
1: though. talk to me about that. I don't what? like him. I he know. He probably believes in UFOs. I
0: you, are, do. You not like him because you're just you're you fully hate Bert and anything around Bert, <laughs> and so now Segura's got to go down.
1: No, I I made a promise to the listeners of the show that I would not be talking about comedian podcast <laughs> anymore.
0: Yeah, because it's become class warfare
1: with you. Yeah. God. Yeah, I'm here. Would you stop being such a groveling
0: little socialist
1: for indie podcast? <laughs> I'm fighting against the machine the bird yeah the how's that movie doing what did that movie end at i yeah, heard absolutely I was like nothing about it
0: 10 mil that's not bad they spent 130 on it <laughs> what? really
2: no oh i think it was you like know. a 20
0: okay so he's done how much but how but how much did it make
1: in russia Oh <laughs> shit they're the ones that know it's real <laughs> Opening okay. weekend in U.S. and Canada was five mil.
0: I think I was a part of that. Boom. Same. Happy <laughs> to help Bert. All right. Randy, uh, anything else on the uh, the Senate hearings on the with the aliens? Oh my. No, I'm good.
2: I mean, you know, w- what's your takeaway? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, there's uh, more coming soon. More uh, Senate hearings, but. Um, yeah, basically the the three uh, witnesses ever. that were there, <laughs> uh, you know, they're it apparently took them a long time to get there, uh, and they're they obviously believe what they're saying because they can say whatever they want to media or on the internet or whatever, but to put yourself under oath and lie would be a very weird thing to do and would get you in a lot of trouble. So, yeah, I nobody don't ever lies there. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, Here's, here's, uh, here's something that I say to, you know, all the women I date within, uh, three weeks. Send me pics.
1: Where are the pictures, baby? All the women you date within three. How much did you smoke out there? (laughs) And what was it? What the fuck just happened?
0: Salvia
1: is back. (laughs) Tell your friends. I, uh, got kicked out of a bar one night in Brisbane. Imagine, um, Randy, how many bars have you been kicked? Brisbane? <laughs> no, no, no. Not like given the boot, but like, hey, it's an hour past two and we could get like locked up. And, well, okay. And I was Is outside. Is that the beginning of a doo-wop song? I was out there standing with the dude and he was telling me about how, I was talking to him about mushrooms and I'm like, you know, I thought I was going to hallucinate and he's like, you know what you need? You need to have that salvia. He's like, I'll tell you, that, that stop sign right there, it fucking melted, man. It was coming after me. And I'm like, I got to stop hanging out here. <laughs>
0: it's good you had that thought.
1: Yeah, I mean. And I'm like, I, I, I got to get some of that. Well, it's one of those unhinged people where it's like, at any moment, I could be melting, and he could have a knife and think I'm coming after him. And Yeah. He was a very itchy dude. If you, if you know what that means, you know what that means. You see,
0: going back to my original point about me overeating right now, as soon as you said melting, I just thought about
1: Taco Bell. Why Taco Bell? Cheese melt. The melt is not a good restaurant. uh I don't, I
0: don't like them. all right, all right, Okay, uh, Randy, before we get to you and your movies, we have very, <laughs> very important discussion here about the melt. Now, Randy, you're a fan of the melt, yes? We've had, we've had a couple meals at the melt at the uh Embarcadero uh Center. I thought maybe, sure, or, yeah, we're taking a picture over there. Yeah. It's okay. What'd you get over there at the melt? Grilled cheese. Okay. Isn't that what's on the fucking sign out front? No, brother. They got hamburgers. They got soups. They got all yeah, the fucking stuff. With that. You
1: put a grilled cheese. You called the melt. I'm they getting got the a melt. nice hamburger. The the grilled cheese was lackluster. How so? Just, what? I mean, I went to a restaurant fast. Uh, what? Fast casual. Okay. And that's their like flagship product. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I could do better than this. And I don't even know how to use an oven. Okay.
0: <laughs> you just you told me a lot right there. Number one. No one makes a grilled cheese in an oven.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, dork. <laughs> Microwave, of course. Everybody knows that. <laughs> All right. So you were at, you went to the melt? Yeah, I've been to a couple. Out in Berkeley. There's one over by um, oh God, is Respute and Amoeba still there? Yeah. Yeah. I've been there a couple okay. of times where I'm like, man, I kinda honestly I thought five guys had a better fucking grilled cheese. Did you get a soup?
0: No. You're doing it wrong. No. This is on you. No. This is on you. I don't know what I don't know what else you want in a grilled cheese.
1: I oh, don't know. Flavortown. You know what I would do? hot Cheetos. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> Give me some. I, your scale
1: is just it's it's unbelievable. I just want to go to fucking Taste Town and they weren't taking me nowhere. Is that Flavortown?
0: Yeah, is that a neighboring no, Taste suburb Town, of Flavortown? See, look,
1: when when the government starts talking about Taste Town, then you know it's done. But right now y'all are in Flavortown and I'm in Taste Town. Flavortown is where money lives. <laughs> You're in fucking Poor ass Taste. Town. We used to have ETs over in Taste Town, but they went to Flavortown. So Flavor Town's where it's at. Good, y'all stay over there. And we serve our king
0: with the bleached hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Randy Michael stat. I know it's very difficult to uh follow Guy Fieri, but uh
2: of course. unfortunately you're gonna have to. Uh tell us what you've been up to this week, brother. Sure. Yeah, I uh, went to you know the good old standard Plaza Theater uh, for two movies this past weekend. I'll only talk about one of them right now. Randy, stop! I want to stop you real quick now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh.
0: You've been in Atlanta what two years? Is that right? Correct. And Russ, what do you think if we had to put a percentage? on cuz Randy tried and true every week he's going to give us two movies right mm-hmm. more than not we're going to get our two for 2 years how many of these movies that Randy's talks talks about are from the Plaza theater
1: <laughs> ah like one in 3 maybe you're, a lot. you're saying 33% yeah probably of
0: Randy's book. I think that's pretty i think pretty good. About right i would yeah. even i
1: would say 40% I, I would say between 25 and 40. The real question we should be asking is what the fuck happened to Videodrome, dude? Somebody
2: say something yeah. to you and you just like blackballed them? No, I'm wearing their t-shirt right now. Wait. It is, looks like a Bernie shirt. It looks like you. <laughs> it's a bald shirt. That's why I'm wearing one. it. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that until right now.
0: <laughs> it, is, it is 100% you.
2: No, I just haven't been in a while, although it's like two blocks away from, uh, Plaza. No, but, uh, I just think it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, you take in a lot of the Plaza.
0: So, uh, are you on like a first name basis with the ticket takers over there? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Betty Joe, who's running the concessions?
2: Not really. There is, and I don't know his name, so apologies, but there is one person that I recognize there fairly often and, uh, talked music a couple times. I think, uh. I think he was wearing a boy harsher shirt one day.
1: Oh Ty. Oh yeah. All right. Next so time you go and-, and you see him, tell him that we we talked about him on episode four forty five of the Overlook Hour podcast.
2: <laughs> well do. Maybe he uh maybe he already listens. You see what just happened? That's how the cult leader recruits.
1: Yeah.
0: You see what <laughs> Russell just made his move. <laughs> yep. And you as his underling have to uh capitulate. I'm good.
1: Randy's good at it, dude. He's not your faithful little he's, servant. He's
0: deep in the cold. Look at his shirt. And his bald head. Yeah. He's, he does look like a, a little monk. Look at the dude he's hanging out with. A little monk. <laughs> the littlest monk. Randy Stan. All right. I'm sorry, Randy. I just thought uh, I want
1: I wanted to get into that. In, 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 in tangent, tangent mode, mode today. It's an it's interesting, interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> he's mean to me. Look no, are we all high today? No. No. I'm drinking water, baby. Y'all are wasted. I'm having a good time. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> I'm speaking just happy that, that we may be done with an episode
1: before two thirty. Not you know you teased that, and I knew right when you did. I'm like, until forty five minutes later. I don't know.
2: We're 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 making good pace right <laughs> now, dude. I'll be relatively quick this week too. But uh, speaking <laughs> of having a good time <laughs> at the plaza, uh, so there's three three screens at the plaza. Uh, the movies- triplex. Correct. Yeah, there's one big theater (laughs) where they show the uh, 70 millimeter films and bigger films. And uh, I saw two in one of the smaller theaters back to back, like maybe 30 minutes in between. Did you have a popcorn? I didn't. I went to Publix and got a sandwich in between. Real cheese? You snuck a sando in an independent theater? I ate a sandwich outside the Publix in between. Okay, all right. I, oh, I, my God. I that. What do you think, he's a criminal? I'm just saying. <laughs> but I did get a popcorn and a beer for the second movie, which was Theater Camp, uh, directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman, uh, and also written by both of them, as well as Ben Platt, who's in the movie um, as well, and Noah Galvin. Uh, it's apparently based on a short film that they all did um, as well. Noah Galvin, Molly Gordon, Nick Lieberman, and Ben Platt. And uh, it stars basically uh, all of them except for um, Nick Lieberman. So Noah Galvin, Molly Gordon, who's uh, in the most recent season of Bears. She was also in Shiva Baby. Uh, ben Platt is in it, and um, as a callback to The Machine, Jimmy Tatro, who plays the young Bert Kreischer, is in it. He's good. Um, man. He's funny. as well. He's very funny in this. He's Basically, this is a faux doc or a, you know, mockumentary, um, about a theater camp in upstate New York. That's, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's a very small camp. Uh, there is a neighboring camp that is like, kind of like the rival, uh, school, the rival camp that has like a lot of money. And you can tell that this camp is, uh, you know, sort of struggling financially. And, uh, in the beginning of the movie, the sort of like the matriarch of the camp, um, her name is Janet. No, not Janet. What's her name? I'm forgetting her Randy, name.
1: Randy, Randy, you're off the rails, dude.
2: Anyways, the <laughs> the, the matriarch of the camp. Uh, essentially, she is uh, watching a school or a a kids uh, play, and there is strobe strobe lights during it, and it's it's played very comedically. This whole movie is very comedic, and she has a stroke during um this kids kids performance of uh, of a play, so she is unable to teach at the camp uh, and she goes into a coma and her son played by Jimmy Tatro has to take over um, the camp and he is essentially like a YouTube or like TikTok influencer like Crypto Bro. He wears like a very flat, flat brimmed hat and he kind of like, you know, you like push it up even more so it's kind of like pointing upwards. Brothers, it's how I prefer to wear my hat. Hell yeah, you would love him. <laughs> Uh, He says, he says very like, you know, millennial type things like bussing, which is apparently a thing. Uh, And he just really is a fish out of water in this theater camp with, you know, uh, nerds and weirdos and, you know, lovable kids uh, who are very talented, but are probably, you know, a little, uh, he doesn't know how to talk to them, you know? And so he's kind of trying to learn from uh, Molly Gordon's character uh, who went there growing up and she's been teaching there for a really long time, uh, along with her best friend, uh, Ben Platt. So they've been there for, I guess, about 20 years or something like that between, um, uh, performing and teaching there. Um, so they're trying to sort of like work alongside him, but they are kind of like think he kind of sucks at the same time too. Um, and then, yeah, you essentially realize that they are really struggling financially and, um, since Jimmy Tatro, you know, uh, is sort of in charge now. Um, some people come in and try to, uh, get him to, to, to sell the camp and, uh, you know, th- things ensue from there. Um, but essentially the whole movie definitely has a reverence and love for, you know, theater kids, uh, and actors and, you know, DIY sort of like plays and stuff. Um, but it also has, A lot of really good jokes, a lot of fun with the whole, you know, sort of world that they're in. Um, I assuming that the four of them that wrote this have a lot of experience with that. And um, Molly Gordon actually sings quite a bit in it as well. She plays sort of like this hippie um, music theory person that's uh, teaching at the camp. So that's kind of like her, her job there. Um, she also talks to, uh, the spirit of Janet. That's the, uh, I think, did I say that name again?
0: Yes, you did. Yeah.
2: It's not her. I'm forgetting her name. Joan, (laughs) Joan and Janet. Joan is the, uh, is the matriarch who is now in a coma, but she, uh, Molly Gordon's character is like this spiritual sort of like hippie. And she, she talks to Joan apparently, um, which is just done very goofy and funny and, uh, Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of really good jokes. Um, I had a really good time watching it. The small theater uh, at the plaza, it was probably like maybe like a 50-seat theater. It's like one of the smaller Alamo theaters Um, as a reference. uh, It was sold out. I like almost didn't get a ticket. They said there was two tickets left when I bought mine. Um, And I think there was a lot of, you know, local sort of theater people. Uh, Age range was definitely like from you know, teens to like people my age as well. But, um, you could tell that people there were definitely sort of like had experience and it was a, it was a hoot. Everyone was laughing and clapping at parts. It was very fun, communal, uh, sort of theater experience. And, um, yeah, the, the kids in this movie are really talented too. There's actually a, um, scene where sort of the kids are auditioning. So they're doing like acapella, uh, singing for like a singing part in, um, the play that they're going to perform at the end of the summer. And one of the kids is the newer kid there. And um, in this scene, Jimmy Tatro's there, but he's sort of like falling asleep, like on a bench behind uh, the rest of the group. That's sort of like, they're sort of like, you know, um, writing notes down and stuff. And one of the kids sings a uh, acapella version of a uh, Post Malone song. And Jimmy Tatro's character like gets really excited and he like goes up and he starts like moving his hands and like, dancing along with him. And it's like, it's super funny. Jimmy Tatro hilarious in this movie. Um, but yeah, it's really good. And then they finally perform, um, the play at the end, which, uh, I'll kind of leave to, you know, be discovered from for people that want to see it. But, uh, I think it's, it's, it's very funny. The songs are very funny. There's, there's, you know, little kids performing this play and there's a reference to cocaine in the play that really was very funny as well. Um, But yeah, I had a a great time watching Theater Camp, and uh, I think I don't watch a lot of uh, Christopher Guest, but I think I would kind of uh, compare this to sort of like a Christopher Guest type of mockumentary.
1: Fuck yeah. My favorite quote from former Alamo program director Mike Keegan. uh, The diminishing returns of Christopher Guest. (laughs) (laughs) Christopher Guest is tight.
0: Also, Husband
1: to? I don't fucking know. I don't care Jamie
0: about the- Lee Curtis. Really? Correct.
1: Yeah. Right? The fuck? They've been married a long time. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know who wears the pants in that relationship. I
0: mean, ain't hard <laughs> to guess.
2: Randy, how many stars for theater camp? I did three and a half, but maybe if I'm on like the Russell Russell uh, sort of rating system, I might go a four because I had a lot of fun watching it.
1: All right. Yeah, you watched Damn, it. Damn, four is pretty high.
2: It's good. It's very good. funny. It's short. I think it's like just over 90. Trailer did look funny.
0: Uh, and I like everyone involved. Uh, I don't like theater kids, but
1: uh, it could be fun. I like the format and that's about it. <laughs> and I'm worried <laughs> that one day I'll have to watch it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Amy Sedaris. And? Yeah, she's in don't it too. You like
0: Amy Sedaris? She's okay. Fine. <laughs> right.
1: I'm not, you know, an actor won't draw me to a movie. You have to be a very particular actor. That's true. You have yeah. to be Meg Foster. You have to be the kid from Gummo. <laughs> true. <laughs> and even then, he can't save a movie. It's true.
2: Well, we'll see you oh, next week. Shit. What the? The uh second movie that I'm just gonna briefly talk about and sort of recommend to uh probably more Russell, but maybe both of you guys. It's called Moon Garden. It's a, a oscilloscope picture. Uh it played the Roxy a couple months ago, or about a month and a half ago. Like the poster. Um, I don't like the poster. Poster's kind of cool, yeah. And I had been seeing sort of uh Little talk about it here and there on it. the internet. <laughs> Good yeah. job, Randy. I'm gonna watch it. It looks like a blue Doug Stanhope.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you're in too. All right, I'm we're gonna in. watch it.
0: Randy,
1: Moon Garden.
2: Hell yeah. But uh basically, so I will say that I did not love this movie, but there's oh. a lot <laughs> to like about it. Uh visually, I think just like let's say the uh the oeuvre of the sort of visuals. Um, isn't necessarily my thing. It's very like, um, Quay brothers. It's very like industrial sort of like a tool music video or something. Um, but I think it's all done, uh, practically. It feels very like handcrafted, um, pretty cool. And I think apparently they shot it on expired 35 millimeter film stock with vintage rehoused lenses, um, directed by, Ryan Stevens-Harris, uh, reading a little bit off the Roxy website from when they showed it. But basically the premise is uh, there's this little girl and her two parents that are like not doing well. They're like getting into sort of dr- very dramatic fights that I didn't really love, like the writing in it. And um I didn't really love the setup to it, but essentially um they're like having this very like loud verbal fight one day and the little girl uh, sees them and she like walks in the room and like tells them to stop and she's like screaming and then she like trips on like a toy and she falls down the stairs and hits her head and then she is like transported into this like fantasy weird sort of like dark gothic industrial like i said quay brothers uh type of world and uh sort of like explores like her psyche and stuff from there but um Yeah, I I wish I liked it a little bit more. There are elements um, that look awesome and really cool, but um, I don't know. I think it might be a little more style over substance uh, for me, but um, overall it's pretty cool. And I, I definitely think Russell would dig.
1: Yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now and I love it. And, you know, style over substance is usually a thing I love too. Yeah. Give me the, give me the visual buffet.
2: Where did you see this? Uh, I rented it on just whatever VOD, iTunes. I think it was a six buck rental. Not bad.
1: Very nice. Yeah, man.
2: Okay. Yeah, didn't see it playing anywhere around here, but uh, yeah, like I said, played Roxy, and I think it's been playing other, you know, similar small theaters around the country. But yeah.
1: You know, I've been doing like color correction and color grading, and it's amazing what you can do. Like like I don't know you just have this you live in this world where you have a camera phone and you have this flat two-dimensional image and when you open it up with tools and you kind of understand what you can do with them it's incredible like the amount of information that can get lost just from like being overexposed and and how easily you can correct it and but there's something and I don't understand yet about fucking film color because I'm looking at it and dude if you hadn't told me this was new I would have been like, holy shit, I, I missed an Italian horror movie from the like late 80s yeah, yeah, or does, early 80s.
2: It does have a little bit of like a sort of B-movie feel to it, like visually. Well, yeah, that's why I mean it like Yeah, Italian. it doesn't feel like a 2020, 2023 movie. No, because, um, you know, I love
1: Fulci, and like his plots and scripts are kind of incomprehensible. But, you know, the visual... Um, offering he has is completely unique which is why when I was like a dumbass and I was just buying horror movies you know I I think I watched the house by the cemetery and I'm like this is different there's something weird about like the gore like it just feels unique but the story I couldn't even tell you what happened (laughs) it feels like you're watching a 90 minute movie to a build up of oh we went in the basement and there's a zombie there and now a couple people are dead yeah and tarantulas killed a librarian I don't what the fuck happened here but who cares I'm totally in I'm gonna make it out right now Maybe I'll watch that today. Dude, I'm... Do it. I need y'all to tell me about movies like this. I literally you, hear... They, my, don't... Do not. <laughs> do not do that. Look, I want to be I very, beg Randy. I'm like, Randy, remember, when we I, met... I am so offended right now. You know, I'm not talking to you. Uh, when I was like, Randy, you know, Both. we got together and we we connected on Truffaut. And then, you know, you found out I was a horror fan and I feel like we just went down. You moved to the other <laughs> coast. And then every now and then you pop up with the, Like, clearly Randy was like, oh, I fucked up. But I'll watch it because I'm on a horror podcast. <laughs> How quickly did you want to turn off that movie? The beginning was kind of hard for me. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Well, thank you for sticking it out. I'm, I'm in.
0: All Randy and I do.
1: No. All day. Do not bring down Randy.
0: All we do is try to find You're movies fucking... our friend Russell will watch. Yeah, right. And you don't do it. What the fuck? So many movies we talk about. Hold on. you know We're we're, like, this would be perfect
1: for our friend Russ. We're a very well-organized. You know, there are a couple movies that you mentioned that I still think about. But when, you know, if Randy didn't like a movie, I know there's plenty of opportunity for me to still really enjoy it. And he's aware of that, too. You, though, when you recommend a movie that you didn't like, I'm like, dude, there's no way. What was that? Was that indie horror movie you watched that had a football player in it? That one I think about regularly. Oh, um, Peyton Hillis. Yeah, but I'm like, you weren't- Werewolf. You weren't that excited about it. You, oh, it's a bad movie. Yeah, so I'm like, that lingers in the back of my I'm like, fuck, if Clark couldn't get down with it. I watched the whole movie. Okay, what did you talk about? Well, last it's not week, a good movie. Count. Also, that guy almost died. All right, on episode 441, you talked about Bad Day at Black Rock, To Catch a Killer, and Mission Impossible. What the fuck are you recommending to me out of that? Nothing. What are you scrambling to look at? Okay, don't I want to be it. clear. Yeah, Peyton
0: Hills is still with us. Okay, uh, I thought he almost died. <laughs> yeah.
1: did okay,
0: I'm sorry. What were you saying? Nothing. I, I, I got, matter. I got so scared.
1: you thought you killed somebody? Yeah. All right, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I know. I made my point, and it's perfect that you didn't hear it. Randy,
0: did he win? I don't want him to win anything. Come on, <laughs> I don't think never so. side
1: with me, dude. Speaking
2: ahead, recommendations. Uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> I just realized I missed it already, but the sister theater to the plaza called the Tara, which they own now. Wait, what (laughs) they were. Yeah. They, they own a second theater in the Atlanta area. They just bought it out. Uh, I think it used to be a regal, but they were showing the mother and the whore, which I still haven't seen. And I think I missed it already. (sighs) That's tight. I know. Wow. I wonder if I could ever enjoy
1: a movie like the mother and the whore again. I don't know. And again, if you don't remember The eternal question uh, we all
0: ask ourselves. The mother and the
1: whore is three and a half hours long, which now even just thinking of attempting it gives me like baby anxiety. I'm like, where is he gonna be for three and a half hours? Like Yeah. You'd have to figure that out. That's why I couldn't do Barbie Hyman. I remember. I always <laughs> oh say boy. Hyman. I of can't I can't help do. it. You don't want to know oh, what I did. You can help it. <laughs> Barbie you rips, dude. Yeah,
0: farts. All right, ready anything else? No, sir. Okay. Okay.
1: Russell, are you ready? For what? For the soundboard. <laughs> Thank you for warning me. No, I was not. You know what? I don't even know I don't even know if we tested it today. Again, we're still um having Oof, interviews with AI guard. support. Let me see. All right, it sounds like we could turn it up a little That's bit. Te-
0: that is not give, the sound. Give me a
1: joke. Go back to your stand-up career. Uh, give me a joke. We need to. I'm mad. I don't play your games. You know, I watched a video on YouTube. <laughs> I can't help it. And Clark gets mad whenever I see on YouTube. There's a video with like, heckler turns into a brawl. I can't always click on them. I don't know. And they never pay off. They never do. And there was a dude who was dealing with one drunk person in a club of maybe fifty people, and this is the worst kind of heckler. He kept pre yelling out his punchlines. And it gave me a fucking flashback to when you yelled at our friend who yelled out Bill Cosby during a set you did. Yeah. Yeah. I think you handled it better though. Well, what did you do? You're like, you piece of shit. I don't remember. I black out. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. You just kind of black out.
0: Uh, Cause one time I remember someone told me that I had called someone a cunt and I don't remember saying that. So, Thank you so much. Okay. It works. Okay. Now can we get the right sound
1: cue? Uh, <laughs> uh, hit the cough button and tell me what it is again. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Now it's time. <laughs> uh, it's Russell Retread. No, the name doesn't change, dude. Yeah, it does change. No, on the board, it says Randy Retread.
0: It's a Randy R. Russell retread. It's R.R. Okay, R.R. Rest and Recuperation. Mm-hmm. That is the purpose of this All right, segment. what perfect film did you watch
1: that I recommended Man, uh, 10 I'm years just, ago? <laughs> <sighs> okay. You stay quiet over there, Randy. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I saw a movie
0: that uh, our own Russell John the Fisherman reviewed just last week. A film that is uh, becoming... Um, I'm going to say steeped in controversy, but I don't even think that's true. Are people even talking about this movie? Are you even, I think all the controversy you're trying to, to stir up because of your over generous review of
1: this film. Um, What? <laughs> I didn't know there was any controversy. What are you talking about? That's what you were saying
0: all last week.
1: Oh, no, no, it's not a con. It's not fucking sound of freedom, bro. It's, uh, it's the second wave of horror. Like, we're, you know, the first wave, it's like, oh, I watched The Babadook. It was fucking fantastic. Who knew New Zealand could make a movie? Wait, that was it was Australia, right? Yes. Yeah. Who knew they could do it? And it's fantastic. I can't wait to hold up this new filmmaker. And then the next wave goes, it ain't all that. You know what I mean? I think that's what we're dealing with. So what is the second wave of horror? It's people with an expectation. That's all it is. You go and you're like, I heard this was really good. And then you're like, hey, it wasn't that good.
0: No, but it's, it, it plays into that whole, uh, what's the term? The what Lord? What are you talking about? What Lord? It's whatever the, what the fuck they say. Who's they? What, who are we referring to? You're the to? worst. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Wait. God is a bullet is oh, the name of the movie. Oh, Oh,
1: I thought you were talking about the other movie. I know you were. I did. Because I don't know. You set me up for that. This one, I thought there—I did think there was a conspiracy here. Because I'm like, hey, this is a good movie. What movie did you think I was? I thought you were talking at? about Talk to Me. Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> we said before the show what order I, I was going to say it.
1: But I was high, dude. Lord I don't remember. Mercy. No, in uh, in God Is a Bullet, I totally did. Because I'm like, wait, how's nobody watched this? And then, um, yeah, yeah, no, nothing's changed. I, but no, because I got thrown off because you're saying other people reviewing it. Honestly, on my letterbox, nobody else uh, no is reviewing talking it. about it. Yeah, nobody's talking yeah. about it. That's why and talk to me, everybody. And do you know why no one's talking about it, Russell? Why? Because it's not a good movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, you just need a hundred million dollar budget.
0: No, I don't. I need I need a story with interesting characters, which we have done here. We have a two hour and forty minute runtime of just um now now that you talking I what is the word it's uh, Edge Lord, that's it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to
1: think about. Now, it makes sense now.
0: Yeah, um and honestly, that's now, Randy, to give you some context on this movie now, um, I rented this movie on Tuesday when it came out. Six minutes into watching the movie, I go downstairs and I tell Russell, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be talking about God as a bullet this movie." <laughs> He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I watched the first six minutes and there's two kidnappings. <laughs> I, said, after, I said, after Sound of Freedom, I can't be the kidnapping guy. I can't do this anymore. Sure. I'm done. I'm out. I don't care. I, I said, how many more kidnappings are there? Said, That's it. There's no more. Yeah, no now, more. The, here's the thing. It's hard for me to trust you on that, but I was willing to accept any answer. And you were correct. Yeah, there's no more. There were, but there were two in six in the first six minutes of the movie.
1: Yeah, the first one was a little bit, uh, you know, you could roll your eyes at it, like it was kind of lame.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it felt was, like very light. It was. I mean, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent because the girl was holding a balloon, and then the mom <laughs> goes outside the store, and the balloon is in the She's air. She's like, "Wait here like, in the middle of the get, street. What, what are yeah. we doing?" Uh, and then also, it's like, also oh, the cult is light art. Right, we'll get into it. So. And the second one was more of a home invasion, uh, but they do, you know, abduct the girl. And then there's a lame, <laughs> there's a lame rape. So were you more comfortable <laughs> I, with I that? I will just say there was a lazy rape. I'll even say that. They were even cutting the corners with their sexual assault. That's how lazy and non-thoughtful everything is in this movie.
1: I didn't think it was lazy. I thought they it were was just- lazy. It was a lazy it rape. It felt like, uh, like, hey- we're going to be beating up every female actor in this movie. So maybe yeah, we take Yeah, why it we all
0: look like we're in the Misfits? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was lame. I mean. It was lame. You're into watch
1: culture. The end also. talk about my
0: cults, dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> and the other part. Um, so this was adapted from a novel. And it was adapted by um, the great Nick Cassavetes. Who adapted this uh, from the novel Gaza Bullet by Boston Turan. Here's the thing. That's not a real guy. So that's a pseudonym. Wait, what? Boston Turan, not a real person. How'd you find that out? Because pff, I am
1: in the literary world, brother. <laughs> you have a degree. I am a beacon of light. So is that why nobody's watching it? Because the they can't super. find the author? Well,
0: it, it was a pseudonym for somebody. And uh, here's the thing. So, you know, I was I did a little perusing on goodreads.com uh, for that novelization, and it was a lot of the same feedback uh, from what you're hearing on Letterbox about the movie is that it's just it's a trashy adaptation of uh, exploitation that uh, doesn't have good dialogue and is just uh, gratuitous for gratuitous sake. And um, that's mostly true. I'm not going to say that this is void of... This held my... I watched the entire movie. Um, It was too long. Two and a half hours. There's good stuff here. Um, Mostly coming from the direction of uh, Michael Monroe. She's very good. She's really good. She's very, very good. In a not very good role, um, she made the best that she could possibly do.
1: I also like Bob Unpronounceable, too.
0: Yeah, but uh, again... He feels very European to me. Yeah, I mean, he and, felt and like sometime, Bob Odenkirk
1: and, in that movie. That What's the dad no, movie? No,
0: but look at that face. Look at that Swedish handsome face. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. No, he paired well with uh, Michael. No, no, no. You know who would have worked better in this role? You know who would have crushed this role? Who? Tom Cruise. My boy Shane from The Walking Dead.
1: Oh, they're kind of John the Bernthal, same shit.
0: I don't know. But he's
1: better. Nah, Bernthal, would have been Better Dude.
0: with Bernthal. New segment on the show.
1: <laughs> Bernthal would have crushed it. Hey, and this. to be fair, everything you said, I agree with, too.
0: It's just, and that's the thing. It's like, my biggest issue here is that the writing was uninteresting because I have been spoiled by
1: the riches of the great S. Craig Zoller. Okay. yeah, you read a review before and I told you before you went into it, that's going to hurt the movie. And right when you compared it, I I think you read um, somebody was like, it's like a lesser version of Zoller. I'm like, you know what? That's really right. And if I would have heard it and watched the movie, I would have liked it less. But see, but I think that's one of the differences between you and I, because with Zoller sort of
0: restructured my brain. With how I view these types of stories. Okay. Like when we're dealing with criminal underworlds and things like that, I trust that guy more than I would trust anybody on that. I He knows how to paint those stories. And he does it. Um, it's fu- There's levity, okay? I think it's very important for exploitation to have some element of levity.
1: I did mention that every female actor gets beat up in this movie, right? There was Were one. Were you not laughing when that sheriff beat his? I Was like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, because she, she was, she even called him a pussy when yeah. her like <laughs> face was caved in.
0: You're a pussy. I, I like, got a like- little chuckle about that, but I get. So it's like Jamie Foxx is 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 uh, misused here. Well,
1: I mean, I feel like he had a part in that. He was an executive producer. He had producer, a part, yeah. and
0: they made him. You know, it's like, it's like you know, you have a Ferrari for a day. So you have it just in a sh- couple shots. Yeah. That's what they did with Jamie Foxx. It's like there's there's no substance there. We oh. don't even take the Ferrari out. It's just like, no, they we're just looking at it.
1: You know, I, I would agree. It's of no use here. But because it's a genre film, it more felt like uh, you want interesting characters in the background. So when you go back to like Tatooine, people are like, what's that alien about? Because he, you're right. He looked like he could have like led his own movie. They did not tell the story
0: properly here primarily through the editing. The editing (laughs) and the storytelling within the script, I'm going to assume, that's our main problem here. And then Mm. also because we got fucking uh, Hallmark Magoo directing it. That's what Cassavetes does. He makes movies about dying women with cancer who (laughs) fall in love with their high school sweethearts. Yeah. This is what he does. That's Randy's favorite movie. That scene at the at the opening of the movie with the balloon that's his bread and butter is that bullshit yeah he made a career out of so it so he's like oh so now we're just gonna get a bunch of CG CG gun violence cutting corners there there's no fucking good special no effects money. here all the tattoos these this gang which is pathetic they all <laughs> all their tattoos look like they were painted on
1: yesterday
0: that didn't annoy you
1: everyone's got walking around with fresh ink um shit looks stupid so yesterday I talked look Bill- like hot baby shit on everybody. So yesterday I talked to Bill Spataro, who's the guy who uh, told me about this movie originally. And he's like, hey, man, did I tell you I watched God is a Bullet? And I'm like, oh, what'd you think? And he, he loved it. Yeah. And he was like, um, the one thing I can't deny, though, uh, those tattoos are the worst I've fucking seen <laughs> in a movie. Bad. And he's from he, coming from a dude who does a lot of them. Yeah. And he was like, dude, these look fucking terrible. They
0: look really bad. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. And, Me didn't notice. And here's the thing: it hurts a movie like that, and that because uh. here's the other thing. I think I there was so much non excitement. <sighs> we could have used that whole opportunity for him to infiltrate this gang a properly way, but it was like all very sleepily done, which I can kind of appreciate on one level, but it's just uh, from a storytelling side it was uh, very boring.
1: So in the beginning you're like check off tattoo and then by the end you're like damn it.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> it saying that, came back I'm up. saying that Jamie Foxx was uh not only misused, but for whatever reason we were manipulated on what type of character he was with no payoff. Because like I don't even think we see him in Act Two. I think it's all act one. What? I don't know because this movie was two weeks long. How are you It's hard for me to remember. I'll tell you why. Because we said that uh, opening scene, we think that he, we think, we think, <laughs> we think, <laughs> we, thinks, we think he's this awesome looking badass mm-hmm. who's threatening the cult leader. But then we learn very quickly that that was not the case.
1: Yeah, he didn't in that scene either.
0: No, it did. He was just like, "Hey, man!" No, it, because we didn't know where we were. Yeah, the way that the editing works is that you know it's 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 peppering in, and eventually we're going to get to where the timelines kind of meet. Uh, you know, sort of the backstory about Cyrus. What
1: are you fucking Crispin Glover over is, here?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they try to do here. Uh, it was
1: kind of confusing. Yeah, and because it sucked. It's not very intuitive when you're like jumping. Because it's not like good. That. They did a bad job. <laughs> it's just. I feel like you want me to rally for this movie. Well, you gave it four stars. Four and a half. <laughs> yeah, but here's what are you the doing? Thing. You know, you're coming. You're you're up here on your podium with your gavel as the <laughs> god of cinema, and you're like, they did it wrong. And I'm over here like the thing I liked was that it was not heavily edited. It was a movie with a oh, lot it of was extra, heavily edited. No, what you're no it was You're watching edited. fucking ambulance where the film is shot by drones flying around and there's dash cams and no, and cam- with the storytelling. I'm They no, fucked it all up. We're, you were saying the same thing, but we're talking about different things. I'm saying that performances were allowed to like happen. Like there wasn't a lot of cutting in between. And I also liked how it was a genre film that was clearly like a dumb premise that was taken way too seriously. But it also had a lot of extras. Like with me, I think when I reviewed it, I talked about it being uh, more akin to The Crow. Like it's like nobody looks back at The Crow and they're like, that's a good film. Yeah, But people love The Crow because it's kind of like, it's a weird genre movie.
0: Again, we're not disagreeing here. I know. That's why I'm
1: like, I'm But, not- <laughs> but no, but no, here's the, no, but I think that we're, we need to come to this
0: universal truth is that you're just way more generous on things.
1: Well, it's, we And that's just, great. We review things differently. I, I like no, jumped on sure. Letterboxd right after. I'm like, hey, I had a hell of fun right now. Yeah. And
0: that was the thing. And I think that, that that's, I didn't have fun.
1: I know you didn't because of, you because, came down and said, I don't think I can do this. Here was the thing, though.
0: When I got settled in and I realized that there yeah. will be no more kidnappings and no. I didn't want to be associated with any more
1: kidnapping movies. But you weren't unsettled by all the women being punched in the face.
0: Well, I've seen that
1: before. <laughs> <laughs> you and, grew and, up, Christian. And I, I, get didn't,
0: it. I didn't cover a, a women getting punched in the face movie by Jim Caviezel okay. the week prior. Yeah, you were worried so, about that. So, yeah, I just
1: didn't want to get, you know, <laughs>
0: It's like, oh, God.
1: Well, did you feel more at home in the third act when uh, the cavalry shows up and two people take them out who have like practically no justification for like knowing how to shoot a gun or survive a flamethrower? I know it's just man, it just wasn't. It just wasn't good. It's the fucking crow, dude. Light it up, fire it up. I can't even remember. No, I. I mean, honestly, it's just like
0: yeah. I mean, that's why people aren't watching. It's just not very good.
1: I th- I don't know. I think it's just. Like, how do you find a movie nowadays? And especially when you have friends like Randy and Clark who don't recommend shit. Also, you know? oh, <laughs> also, man, that relationship. I was kind of there for it. By the end of the movie, I'm like, dude, are they going to fucking kiss, bro? Oh, I was they, I And was they angry. did, and I was angry. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm
0: like, <laughs> but that made I? me. But that made me give the movie another half a star. Well, dude, the it's thing, like, All right. I kept
1: thinking, this feels kind of wrong, like like you mentioned. He's got his backwards hat on at the end, working. on It looks floor. like limp biscuit out there. <laughs> he's Fred Durst in it in the driveway, and she shows up, and it's like, I was kind of rooting for it, and I'm like, is there any like cinematic justification for me feeling this way? And I'm like, well, Sin City did it. They did it way worse. And oh, so I'm like, didn't, didn't the lighting in that scene look weird to you? Um, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, that last half hour, I was kind of like. I was happy that we're just lingering and doing nothing because I, I don't think enough films. Pulling us, cranberries. Yeah, I'm, uh, RIP. I was um, happy to just have that kind of like breath because, you know, everything's cut so tight now. But I'm kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, yeah,
3: so I don't know. Yeah, you know,
0: it's just... Um, and honestly, you know, the yes, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, Women get the worst of it in this movie. Yeah.
1: There's no question. Uh, A lot of... uh, And it does feel like... Palm punches to the nose. When I say edgelord, I mean like just for shock. Like, whoa, they did that? Yeah. and Which I did the first time. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? The palm struck that girl? And it looked like it hurt. It was well shot. There was one scene uh,
0: during uh, one of the classic shootout scenes, Randy, uh, where a gentleman's jaw got dislocated. Um, I mean, you know, hanging off his uh, nice.
1: He was trying to put it back,
0: but yeah, but it was it was very 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 dark. Yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, what's I'm, the alternative? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, they Pacific Rim this, dude. It was a Don't Pacific Rim dare. job. It was you a know, Pacific Toro, Rim job,
1: dude. Del Toro said he went frame by frame through that movie to make sure every wave looked correct, <laughs> and he went on a little tyrant. He that little whole tirade. fucking movie was raining and dark, and he said. You know, you don't just t- type into a computer, make me an ocean scene, and it doesn't. Which little did he know, we are there now. <laughs> now you do do that. Do do. Sorry, Randy. Which is we're, what, we're, what movie this movie thinks. is. <laughs> do do? It usually does, dude. Pacific Rim. Okay, get the fuck out. Turn his mic off.
0: All right. Got his bullet. Uh, Two and a half. All right. Now, let's get serious here. Okay, because there's a horror movie that just came out. Now, this is a horror movie that was re- uh, reviewed by Russell Fisher six months ago when he saw it. It seems like that long ago, doesn't it? It does. Man, because I, I remember it was like, you saw it. I was like, God, I got to wait a month. And then it came here pretty quickly because mm-hmm. uh, life is quickly escaping the hands of all of us. Talk to me. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. I'm going to be honest with you. That's not a bad uh, synopsis by the old...
1: uh, Yeah, good job, IMDb.
0: Internet movie database. Well, don't worry. I have
1: a movie to talk about, and I'm sure they'll fuck it up. (laughs) I have not pre-read it. Fingers crossed. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that's basically what we're dealing with here, is that uh, here's here's what I'll say. I very much enjoyed this movie. Um, and I expectations were um relatively. Uh, I was I was a little guarded. Expectations were a little high. Let me tell you why. Number one, That's so as we know, this has got the stamp of A twenty four on there. So anytime you go, you walk into.
1: Yeah, so you and Randy were hard as a rock. I'm just saying, brother. <laughs> you know you're like finally some genre with some bot
0: i mean i have decided that my first tattoo will be a24 <laughs>
1: you're like thinking man's movie I'm a24
0: sure. we should have a24 a a 24 <laughs> okay dude let's spell it out again so
2: on now. your knuckles on that's what nose. you were right. doing a24 yeah. would work t w o
1: oh yeah yeah but that's not there's no brand loyalty there dude <laughs> No, but it's it works, a thinker though. and a stinker. <laughs> All
0: right, so yeah, let's do it this way. Now, Randy also saw it. Now, Randy did not want to lead this because I think Randy, Randy didn't necessarily like this movie.
2: So, this is and
0: and also, which I think is again very interesting. And again, that's the kind of perspective we bring on the Overlook Hour, boys and girls. Okay, you think Terry Gross is going to give you something like this? No, <laughs> we bring different perspectives. Russell thinks it's the greatest horror film that he's seen in the last twenty five years. <laughs> Randy's very meh. I very much enjoyed it. So let's get into it. But Russ, you remember? You probably need a little refresher on it. I remember it.
1: a little bit. You should you should rewatch it. Would you re- Would you give it a rewatch in the theater now? to out. Uh, the theater, maybe not. Yeah. There's so many movies out right now that I don't it's know true. if I would go for a like a retread. It's true. But you were very much. Uh, I'd watch it again. You were very sure. much smitten by this. Yeah, but again, my experience was, hey, cool, free movie. Hey, cool, it's not out for a month. Hey, look at that poster in the hallway. God, this looks stupid. And then when they were like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even know it was like not an English film. So let's get into what
0: I enjoyed. I like that it is Australian. Here's why. Because it feels very American. It's in English but they talk a little different. <laughs> so that feels good to my ears. Because if I can see something that looks and sounds very familiar, but is slightly off, then that's great.
1: Don't give away all of A24's secrets, dude.
0: Why do you think I like the Brits so much, dude? You know. You know what I mean? Because it's like I don't have to invest of reading and and doing all that nonsense. All right, fuck off, Italians! All right, I don't need that. It's in English, Australia. Also, I don't know, man. I just think, and we've talked to we've talked to several Australians on this show. We talk about Australian movies here and here all the time. I just like what they're doing over there, and I think that, that you know we've got some very interesting movies to come out of Australia. So, you know, for them to say that I, I in I don't know if this is A24's first venture in uh, Australia, but uh, I think it's cool that, you know, we're getting more and more, you know, international movies uh, to get a little spotlight, especially in horror. So, yeah, good on A24 for finding this one Um, because that's what it seems like, that they just kind of acquired this. Um, Yeah. Because I'll tell you, the runtime also is another cue of that because it's an hour 35. Uh, This whole thing, this thing is lean and it is mean. And there's not a whole lot of uh, there's no fat here at all. And I think that it maybe could have used a little more um, because I think that that's what maybe because um, you know it, from Randy's perspective of what I've you know talked to him about the movie, it's like I think that it does lack a little bit of um, that story development, maybe about the hand itself. Are sort of the 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 mythos around it, or maybe clear more rules around that, and maybe venture into a little bit more character development. We could have flushed out another twenty minutes here that I think could have uh, felt a little bit more canon of what A twenty four is known for in their very you know uh, thought art fart movies or whatever, however you want to characterize that. Um, however. I, I appreciated the leanness of everything. I, I, I liked how we just kind of established the rules of, like, hey, yeah, we found this hand uh, that belonged to a, a psychic or something. Uh, we don't know. Uh, but they embalmed it. And now if you hold it, you can talk to the dead. And then you just do this, and then they'll do that. And then we're off to the races. And the whole thing is treated like a drug and I think that this movie works because it's a teen movie you know we're dealing with you know kids uh who have this thing and then you know a real like a 14 14 year old grabs it you know and then you know that's a whole nother situation but I think that it's uh you know it's very clear in sort of you know one angle of what that represents. Um and then of course, you know, when we get into the third act, um, you know, I think it it kind of, you know, mirrors other things as well. Uh, I, I yeah, I we talked about this before we started that I before I did say that I I, I wanted to spoil this. Uh I don't want to do that. The movie's it's first week out. Um I do want to encourage people to see it. If something happens, we're able to bring this up, you know, maybe with another guest down the road, we can freely talk into that. And I would encourage that because uh, I'd, I'd love to go in deeper about this movie. Um, I thought maybe it'd be an opportunity for us since all three of us have seen it now. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll hold off on spoiling that. Uh, let, you know, everybody see it because uh, it's very good. And I, I just. Um, the writing. Is what sort of impressed me with everything. I just liked how uh, we finished the story, um, and I it, it it all kind of circled how I wanted it to. And it's interesting um, when I was talking to Oksana about it, uh, yesterday. Uh, when I got into the movie, I ran into her in the kitchen, and we were talking about um, you know our guest that we had talked to earlier today. uh, this, uh that you'll hear on Thursday, and uh, I was talking to her about that movie and how. I was guessing the whole time in that movie. But in this movie, uh, Talk To Me, I had an idea of where I thought maybe we would go. And when we went there, I was very happy. Because it just, that was the only logical place that we could go. And the execution was perfect. I loved everything about it. Now, from what I can understand and, and glean from you two gentlemen, is that you take this as a very bleak movie. Uh, oh, that's a great poster. I've never seen that. That's great. I love that very much. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say it's a happy movie. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just was, I, I liked it very much. And uh, I was very happy with how everything kind of came together in a very uh, macabre way. But it was all very uh, thoughtful and uh, well executed.
1: Yeah, um I just want to commend you for showing restraint. I know after we watched this movie, uh we just wanted to like talk about it a lot, too. There's like a lot going on. And again, I think what really captured me is it's one of those examples of this was a great drama and then it it turned it's a horror movie, too. Like it didn't have to be, but I'm I'm very glad it was. Uh that prop is fantastic. Great. Hopefully A24 will market that because um Many a people have made a joke that I need a hand. Uh, Terrell, every time there's a gift-giving opportunity for me, he's like, oh, I should have got you a hand. Because I have a handful of rings that when I eat a burrito, I take them all off and put them on the table. And he thinks it is one of the stupidest things I do. <laughs> it is pretty funny. But, and man, if I had a hand, I would load that thing up with my rings. It would be pretty cool. God, <laughs> top five lamest things you've ever Shut said. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You know how this movie's cool? Randy didn't like it. That's how you know the squares yeah. out there didn't fucking get it. Randy over here with his Bible verses tattooed on his body. He's like, I don't like <laughs> drugs. Randy, why didn't you dig
2: it? I think I think it's a better horror movie than it is a drama. None of the really drama relationship stuff, grief stuff, really worked super well for me, and it felt kind of not fully fleshed out. And I also, which it doesn't matter. People have weird or different family situations, you know, but I didn't think that I was confused a little bit what the situation was with uh, our main character, Mia and the family that she's kind of like, I thought she was like living with them or that they like took her in or something for reasons. But then like her relationship with her father doesn't really seem like that weird or crazy. We don't really spend too much time to like, really flesh that out and I don't know just the, the the drama stuff didn't work for me I thought like the I don't really care about what the hand means or where it came from or like the rules around the ritual I thought all that stuff was cool and like shot really well and it's very like upsetting and creepy at times with things that happen but I don't know I just I just didn't connect with any of the like character stuff so I it's funny what you think is a bug I actually thought
1: was a feature um I thought the writing was geared in a way that when our lead shows up, we think she's a hero and she kind of shows up to the family and she's like an element of like positivity. She helps out the little boy. And then we, we learn it's actually the reverse. And you learn that after like for, far in the movie. So I do see how you could think that was like uh bad writing, but I think that was actually to get the audience like off guard when it's like, bitch, these problems are coming up like, like the problem of you doing this drug is it's like brought all this shit to the surface. You know, there's also the thing I liked is when our lead first showed up at the party, we got a lot of secondary characters talking about her, but as an audience member, we weren't like privy to anything they were saying. And we're like, we kind of were in her shoes where it's like, well, I mean, I'm assuming she knows why they're saying shit, but we didn't. So it instantly puts you in like an adversarial relationship with them. Yeah. Although she wanted to go. So I, I don't know. I thought all that stuff really worked like, well, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, we couldn't help but spoil it. And I know I talked about it before where, uh, Terrell and Jasadi and I, we recorded a thing. I think we're going to dump all of those on YouTube probably by the time this is up. So go search horror boner on there, which is a name that Chad gave us. For, I, I was like, Chad, if me and Terrell were going to do a show, which Chad is in marketing, I was like, what would, What should we name it? And then he went, give me a minute. And three days later, he texted me and said, horror boner. <laughs> and I didn't answer. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, honestly, you know, and then as time went on, it just grew. I'm like, honestly, it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to dump those up there. Um, we uh, are drinking and Jasadi. Again, East Bay cinematographer Jasadi Perkins has a personal story that kind of heightened the experience for me too. Uh, it's it's one that's so personal that I don't even want to get into it here. It's his thing. So we'll use that as a tease. Um, I am I was a little bum though, Randy. You came, I <laughs> I was kind of stalking you on letterbox. I make sure to like everything to know to let you know I was there. But you cried
2: at Barbie and then you fucking gave Talk to Me three stars. And I'm like, Randy. Hell yeah. I think I'm going soft though, too. So I liked, I loved Theater Camp. I loved uh, Barbie. You know, maybe this movie was just uh, too, okay. too bleak, too mean for me, you know? Or it just came out in
1: a gauntlet of films that just worked really well for you. Again, I didn't think it was bleak. What the fuck? Okay. Well, you're it's pretty bleak. I thought it was yeah. hopeful. The road you've walked <laughs> down to get here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. No, you know what? I can't even, I can't even take Do you that think
0: off. it was a bleak movie? Yeah. Oh,
1: I think if you are- Every, th- no. It's not bleak. Because you know why? No, don't it's- you say a fucking word. I'm, your- not gonna I'm, okay. not gonna I'm not going to spoil
0: it. Okay. I'm not going to spoil it. Here's what I'll say. Well, I'm going to spoil life for you two. Because you two need to get out of the shadows and look at the sun <laughs> straight in the fucking face. Okay? No, we got blackout curtains, the, dude. Because I'm the only one who reckons with the truth here. Oh, God. And that and, and this movie mirrors that truth. That truth is
1: we all have a role to play. Okay. You're getting very sound of freedom on me. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confusedly.
0: Yeah, you're getting very preachy.
2: Also, I get 10 minutes of sunlight in my eyes every morning to uh, wake me up. Some Andrew Huberman shit, dude.
3: Randy, this is a this is listener Sam. I just took Russell's mic. very quiet. <laughs> What's uh, up? I just I just want to say if you, if you are worried about getting soft, you should uh, get yourself a horror boner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally nice. worth it.
0: Thank you, Sam. Sam's joining us in studio here who uh I thought we yeah, we didn't He turned down a mic I offered it. Turned down for what?
1: I don't know. You got to ask so him. Much. And he doesn't have a mic.
0: Randy edited all that together to where <laughs> there was no uh, no fuss in the uh, production of uh, procuring that microphone.
1: There wasn't a ton. There, no, again, it's live to record. There's like about the thirty five seconds. Okay. R.I.P. to them. Again, we are cursed, and we every podcast we touch dies. All I'm saying is, is that what'd you rate it? Uh, three and a half.
0: I feel very good. No, here's the thing, man. I. I got out of, as soon as the movie ended. I was like, "I'm like skipping that movie.
1: down the road." I, I thought, yeah, <laughs> it's a four star movie. Okay, all right. Well, there yeah. we go. Randy, a three. You a four? I believe I gave it a five. I like.
0: Lo- okay, you know what? I here's here's one of my problems. I've got a couple problems. <laughs> here's my main one. We're and we're gonna do it this way. Oh my okay? god!
1: Okay, I thought you were teasing a short episode today. I, very quickly. Here's what I'll know. No. When you start listing off problems, we're not I getting like, out of here. I like
0: Australia because I think there are uh, similarities uh, between Australia and the American South, right? A wasteland? There's, well, think <laughs> about it. Think about it. Australian accents, they're basically just the Southern version of the British accent. I have always okay? said that. You know? And they they were shooed to their own little colony over there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Prisons. Same thing. Georgia. That colony was used as a prison. That's where my people came from? Thank you very much. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I even though I have no desire to go to Australia because I would get mauled by wild animals, uh, I just. It, it, although I feel like living in this house has been training for Australia because of all the spiders. Okay, so yeah. that's one thing. But um, I don't know. Sounds like a I've good always... book title. Training Thank for you, Australia.
1: There go. Oh my god!
2: Totally worth
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I don't know. I have this weird connection with Australia. So. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Where are we going with this? You Are you going to move there? No. You, you should saying, see the spiders they have out there. They're from Mars. Dude. From Iraq. What? Camel spiders. Oh, yeah. There's no fun. No. So... <sighs> I lost my train Problem one, Australia. Oh, this, yes. Yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs>
3: I'm it.
1: taking notes. I appreciate it. The kangaroo thing. Oh, why? Because here's the
0: thing. Because here's the thing. I, to a certain degree, you can sort of switch out uh, kangaroos for white-tailed deer. If you are in the United, if you are in the American state, if you are in the state of Mississippi, you will hit a deer. Uh-huh. It's a fact. Yeah. If you drive a car, that car will hit a deer during- your lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. It's a, it's coming of age story. Oh, if you hit your first deer yet, it's going to happen. I imagine the same thing is happening in Australia. (laughs) So for them now, I understand from a writing standpoint, yes, we're using the kangaroo as a narrative device. Okay. Well, but if you hit a kangaroo, if someone sees a kangaroo in the road, no one's going to give a red rosy
1: shit. That's not about that kangaroo. That's not what that was about though, but it happened. (laughs) Yeah, but I, you know, I think um, a good script will allow characters to have choices.
0: I, yes, and, then, and that's how yeah. I preface it the way that I preface it. Yeah. I understand what they're doing, but what I'm saying is, choose another way.
1: What you're saying is, who gives a fuck? Exactly.
0: No one's going to give a fuck about a, a dead kangaroo in the road. It was my
1: favorite part of Wake and Fright.
0: Oh, well, that's different. Because they're oh. actively killing the kangaroos.
1: Oh, but, uh, <laughs> we're, oh, we don't, who gives a fuck there?
0: No, because we got the uh there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> okay. It says that there's there's gr- great massacres of uh, kangaroos You're ahead. Right. It is it's but probably- it, was a, it was a sanctioned kangaroo
1: hunt. Yeah. It's a little different when they're real I And guess.
0: you have to because they're invasive.
1: And they'll punch That's the you. Thing.
0: All right, let me tell you something, Peter. <laughs> okay. So Wait, hold on. We're invasive only
1: invasive <laughs> animals. We're only on number one. What's number two? Well, I didn't I don't remember
0: Listen, number two. <laughs> that was a bit I said I have a couple problem. That's the main problem. Okay. The, the kangaroo situation. Um, <laughs> that's another good book title. Oh, last thing <laughs> oh, I want to no. say. Listener Sam, you have not seen this movie? No, he has. Oh, you
1: have? He didn't like it on Letterbox. Or he okay? Right? Hell yeah. Okay, okay. he said okay. Okay, I love. You know, if you do want to get on a mic, that mic over there is hooked up. You just got to get in the booth. That's where Oksana's no- normally hiding. I loved the montage,
0: where them using the hand. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah,
1: that was great. Um, You're good. The mic's off. Just pull it up. Uh, you got it. All right, here I'm gonna turn you on. You're good, Blister Sam in studio. He was he hey. was summoned by our uh, kangaroo back and forth. You you will again. Now here's the thing. I know Clark opens up every show saying he can't see Oksana. Do you understand why now?
3: Yeah, wow. Okay, it, go ahead. Uh, there's just like a blinder.
1: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> now,
0: Sam, um, I'm happy you're here. Now, I, I will say the, the there is a caveat. There is a uh, there's a conditional happiness uh, because you are now currently a threat
1: uh, to undercut our uh, very short runtime. time. You blame him <laughs> I mean, after uh, your fucking your tirade of— I'm just saying. Your list of one object,
0: I I have to drive the train, and if I think we're gonna <laughs> oh be arriving God. late to the station, I gotta let our passengers know.
3: No, I uh, I'm I'm pretty with Randy on this one. I I think it's actually a really good horror movie. It hits those beats really well. It, it does. It like got scares. The the drama elements are ridiculous. It it nothing like the parents are. Mm-hmm. The most unbelievable characters. There's a, a plot thing that I'm not going to say. Good. It's, it's hollow. It's it very
1: hollow to me. Yeah, I get it. But I, I let that go. Well, one of the parents is just straight up comedic relief. Like the theater was. And she's a good actor. Yeah. They didn't give her much to do. No. Well, I mean, it, the movie's about the kids. If the parents and were the present, mom. it would be a different thing. They'd be like, don't touch that hand. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing?
0: Again, I I I I, I enjoyed my 90 minute runtime, and I I understand the uh, you know what I'm saying here. You know, goes against you know my mission in life of having you know uh, a nice brisk runtime motion pictures, but it uh, could have used another 20 minutes to uh,
1: pump some of that stuff up. Yeah, go Sam. Go ahead and feel free to. Put it out there, whatever you want.
3: No, I mean, I, uh, I can only echo what what Clark is saying. But I think even with twenty more minutes, it would only be okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think if you give it more time, then the seems. I feel like you get into like uh, defining rules like harder. And I, I didn't want to go there with this movie. I thought the like metaphor was enough.
0: Again, for me, and I, I the reason why I enjoyed it so much. Is because I went in this, fully expecting a horror movie. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's what I got, because that's where the focus of the movie was. And um, that's where I cared. That's what I cared about. and uh, I thought that um, how they tied the main story, and like, it was all great. I, I thought from that standpoint, perfect execution. And so that's what I really cared about, and all the other stuff I kind of let go. Uh, but I will say the kangaroo thing that's bottom.
1: There's no way to you know. Talk about that kangaroo. I think um, I I always try to think about like audience reaction, and I think A24 being the distributor here, it kind of helped it for me too because I'm used to them trying to act like holier than thou cinema gods like you and Randy love, and you know maybe having a thin drama story kind of like helped me move away from that from this like lighthouse
2: type of jargon where i'm like 24 like loves up. grief horror though too so it feels like it's kind of just tapping that's true on.
1: yeah grief,
2: <laughs> grief porn
1: yeah grief porn i remember when randy taught me that grief porn and meat <laughs> cute the two things randy <laughs> damn the randy special yeah well i don't know what sam what did you give it a three uh i did a
3: heart but no rating
1: oh you what does that, that indicate bitch.
3: that indicates that i am too good you, yeah, you. Ex- yeah. Thank you. We agree <laughs> you, on that. You
0: pulled the Sean Baker on us. I
3: did.
1: Wait, but weren't you a bad kid? It, it didn't hit you. Like it kind of tickled me the environment because it felt so real to me. Uh, so I, I did
3: really like the like bad, bad kids. Yeah. Um,
1: the, the,
3: the, the
0: brother's friend was cool with the, the mullet, the, the guy, the, wait. the brother's
3: friend ruled the non-binary person and the, uh, the like native australian guy oh yeah he He was cool he looked he looked like
1: so many people i was friends with the middle school like these samoan kids yeah and i just wanted to like i'm like dude we could be friends like even though you're little and you're playing with a weird hand like and you're running a weird fucking scam (laughs) but the thing was like those those characters felt so like real to me and that environment like it felt like it didn't need any exposition and even when you set it up earlier clark i felt like you gave them more credit because really, that that party was set up by hey, there's a TikTok fad. Hey, these guys do it. You yeah. want to go? And it's like, yeah, okay, I guess. And it's like, that's like pretty much all they knew. Except they're like, oh, it's fake. And so it had like kind of like a found footage connotation. Like, yeah, like oh, they're faking this shit. I don't know. Yeah, man, no, I yeah,
0: no. And that again, all that stuff was good because I, if that story had to be centered around you know that specific age group.
1: Um, and uh, it was perfect. But also, I've known people who have uh, done a drug and uh, changed forever from it. So that also yeah. kind of like rung. Yeah, I don't know. Randy Shrooms, Terrence Mann. <laughs> yeah, he's off the fucking rails forever now. Forever All right, Sam, I think there's a good chance that you might uh, have seen one of the things I'm going to talk about. Are Probably. we good on Talk to Me?
0: Yep.
3: No, it teaches one important lesson that uh if you are like a younger sibling in an A24 movie <laughs> just uh, yeah. just wear a helmet
1: for sure man dude also uh the kangaroo they needed the animal mascot i just don't know if he really got the treatment um they're used to i liked uh lamb
3: no no black philip
1: yeah maybe. no black philip maybe Phillip.
3: like a brown Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you what are you thinking about you liked i liked uh, how the demons looked Okay, <laughs> we're getting that. We're you're veering into religious territory. That means I got to jump in. Um, so last more week, faith films next week. I watched uh very long movies and a lot of them. This week I uh was getting ready to record. I'm like, did I watch anything? And there was one movie that I really wanted to watch, or that I really wanted to talk about. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna double down on this movie, and uh, we're gonna have what I know. Everybody who listens to the show, they just love it when I put a clip show together. So we got one of those. It's been a long time. And I got a TV show. The fucking world's about to end. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about this briefly. Uh, As a kid who had a PlayStation and played it a lot, one of the movies, uh, you know, you just turn on your favorite new metal band and you throw on your favorite game, Twisted Metal, and you just have a good old time. You know, you get your fucking Mountain Dew. Get some code red. <laughs> You're just playing sweet tooth fucking shit up. And, you know, they made a show. The first thing I thought, are there even going to be fucking cars in this thing? <laughs> like, that's how cynical I am with these TV adaptations of video games. And are there comedians in there getting coffee? Oh, my God. That was my next thought. And uh, unfortunately, the second half is much more true. As this show on, I believe it's on Peacock. The only thing, the only genre it's credited as is comedy. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, I like comedy now, but I just have no faith. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, whatever. I like comedy now. I'm like, I don't like this kind of comedy. But I didn't know that. And I wanted to keep an open mind. And I'm like, who knows? If they give stuntmen a platform to destroy some cars, I'm like, I can be in. I know. I know this is true. So I threw it on. Me and Oksana sat down. And within 15 minutes, Oksana said, wait, are you really going to watch this whole thing? (laughs) And I went, I'm going to try and watch the first episode. Again, um, Clark and Randy love him. Anthony Mackie, he plays a character named John Doe. He's a milkman. In the dystopian future, there are little walled-off cities that are completely um, apart from each other. And they're each a utopia. And the way that they transport or deliver shit is they hire milkmen, like the fucking cool guy, John Doe. And he drives around. He's just the baddest driver in the land. And uh, nobody can stop him, even though they try regularly. And, man, I fucking wanted to puke in my mouth. <laughs> but here's the thing. When it opened up, we're in a mall, and there's a dis- there's fucking car violence. And I'm like, you know what? They opened with it. That could mean one or two. Th- I watch a lot of horror anthologies. Start strong and hope that people have enough faith to just write it out. Yeah. Or you got a lot of it, and you you nailed it. And um, I watched episode one. I will, You know, I should mention this, too, because this is a horror podcast. Nev Campbell makes an appearance. She plays a character named Raven, and I thought she was terrible in it. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I like you, Nev. What the fuck is going on? And, dude, she's awful. It was giving me um, Walking Dead vibes, where you're like, Walking Dead, it totally would lean on its like genre laurels. And then writing and, you know, craft and, of every other department just kind of like. Went by the wayside because they're like, oh, you know, if we put enough blood and zombies in here, it, it'll pass. And, uh, dude, I could not get on board. The set design's incredible. I love the way the cars look. I thought the stuntmen were doing a good job. Any time anybody talked though, I'm like cringing. And then it was kind of beautiful, and this is why I love her. Oksana asked me a countless amount of times. I can't tell if you're joking right now. Are we really going to watch this? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm really going to try. I'm like, I know you didn't play the games. I really liked them. And there's hope. Like maybe when we run into like another character, like one that you can play. And I would, what, Randy? Stu, played by Mike Mitchell. Who the fuck is Stu? Oh, no, shut the hell up. No, I'm talking about characters that you could play in the game, like Sweet Tooth. So in episode two, when uh, John Doe, is on his epic journey across America. He goes through Las Vegas, and people are like, you know you're going to have to go through there. You don't want to do that. And I'm like, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Like, Vegas could be crazy. Well, they decided to take it another direction. It's completely unpopulated, except for one character. Sweet Tooth, the clown, uh, probably the favorite character of all the Twist of Metal. And you know what? He, I kind of liked the way he looked. He looked like a pro wrestler. He was a beefy dude in uh, fucking some Rob Halford gear. He drove an ice cream truck with miniguns, very true to the show, and or true to the game, and uh, he doesn't fire the guns right away. He's got a lot of zany one-liners that only a clown in cinema could deliver, and I was just, man, I felt like a balloon deflating. I'm like, you're fucking killing me. Then the next car violence scene was not that great. And also his ice cream truck was catching up to a car with nitro that somebody DM me again. I threw this online. Nobody apparently liked it except for a shout out to Evan Jordan, who was like, no man, I think they kind of nailed the humor and it, it honestly it gets better. And I said, how far? He said, you know, it gets around episode six. And I'm like, <laughs> "And you know, even in episode two, man, Oksana was still right next to me. Wait, are we really watching this whole thing? And I said, you know what? I, you win. And I tapped, I, I did finish episode two. Uh, Sweet Tooth becomes like kind of a gray area good guy. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Uh, but I do think I could pull off a Halloween costume of Sweet Tooth because I'm a fat dude who owns some leather. Um, the next thing I watched, which is what I'm actually excited to talk about, is a Screen Life movie that was recommended to me by on somebody on Instagram who recently deleted Will their- Will Arnett play Sweet Tooth? <laughs> uh, is that true? <laughs> No, he doesn't. He's credited voice. He voices Sweet Tooth. Okay. No, there's no way the body type just would not work. Um, Also, Will Arnett. I couldn't tell uh, because I think you're funny, and Sweet Tooth was uh, void of uh, punchlines. I did not like him. Um, So yeah, Samoa Joe is uh, Sweet Tooth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What? Look. What? How did you fuck this up? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I can't move on without uh, giving a little shout out to the Doughboys co-host that Clark and Randy uh, were almost tricked into watching this show because he was a part of. I'll tell you, he's a terrible character in the show. There are two people who are captured by cannibals and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And it's like, this is white dude and a black dude. And I'm like, let me guess. The white one's the one that you two like. And he's this doughy guy. The <laughs> other guy's ripped. And it's kind of like, hey, I'd watch an action movie with that guy. And... um the cannibals get killed by some very, um, what the, what Sam, what is that movie that we, uh, we like officer down. Yeah. The cops in this feel very officer down, which is not a compliment. Um, I, I told you, Sam, I rewatched officer down. I was kind of like the, the the bloom has wilted. Yeah. (laughs) Although, you know, again, genre movie, it wasn't that bad. This one, I'm like, Oh my God. The problem with this is I already knew where we were going to be in, you know, three episodes with this fucking storyline. Long story short, the cops recruit them because they were security guys, guards on a private envoy that got attacked by cannibals and lost. And they're like, well, you guys are good guys. You can be cops now. And they're like, cool. So they're like, Hey, your first job is take these sniper rifles and guard this truck. It's our truck. And it's broken down. People are going to try and steal from there, kill them. And, uh, our black dude, who's a crack shot gives no fucks and is leveling people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Doughboy guy, who's a little bit doughy, he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm having a moral dilemma here. And I'm like, the world is over. And you've been saved by from cannibals by fucking Judge Dredd. Just shoot the motherfucker. Like, what are we doing? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm having a moral quand- quandary. And then uh, his buddy kills him. And he's like, hey, man, I can't be covering for you all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm done with the show. That's the doughboy. Seems like a pretty good show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so back to Instagram. Uh, again, I really like it when everybody recommends me movies. It gives me purpose in life, and I watch them. You were such a scumbag. I was recommended a movie on Instagram from somebody who uh, recently deleted their account, so maybe I will not give them a shout-out. Oh, But they said, hey, this is my kind of screen life movie, and this is where we're going to jump over into IMDb. Now, don't fail me, fucking IMDb. Resurrected. In a dystopian future, the Vatican knows how to resurrect people a priest discovers a conspiracy behind the resurrections and their possible link to a series of murders. That's not terrible. This film is a lot. I'll, I'll say that. It's a two-hour screen life. It's uh, Now, again, the version I watched was not two hours, so oh. I don't know what's going on here. IMDb gets a little wonky with their time. We know that. What did so, you watch, three hours? <laughs> I watched the five-hour uncut version. Oh, dang. No, um, honestly, you could make a two-hour movie in here. And uh, next week we have a guest on and we talk about fantasy film and sci-fi and how the genres kind of have a different entry point with um, what we're going to be dealing with. They both develop their own worlds, but in a fantasy world, we're usually, we're just leaning heavily on Tolkien. Everyone knows what a dwarf and an elf is. So why rewrite it? And if you do, it's kind of a big obstacle. With sci-fi, we want new ideas. And, you know, in-world camera sci-fi movies do not usually mesh with me very well I really like this one and me and Clark have been talking about how we keep watching like weird faith-based films or like everything's always like religious adjacent so I'm like oh is this going to be another fucking faith-based movie and I'm like honestly you know what this one looks a little bonkers though so fuck it um, we open up we have a uh, nice nuclear family here uh, Instant screen life. I, I believe uh, the mom is constructing a celebratory video of her husband. And uh, she's like, you know, we got a promotion. He's celebrating by crossing a bucket list, uh, one of his bucket list items off the list. And he's going to be climbing a mountain and it's all this happy stuff. And then he calls her. He's driving a car. He's got a little bit of a cool guy to him. He's leaning back. He's got okay, a car. Got baseball. I have no idea. We're on the interior and I wouldn't know anyway. Um, and she, he's like, She's like, hey, how's, uh? I think his name is Nicholas. How was the game? And uh, Nicholas is their, their son. And he's like, oh, they won. He did great. And then camera, he moves over. And uh, Nicholas is up in the front seat. And we clearly see a uh, car seat in the back. She's like, what's he doing up there? He's like, well, he won his game. He's a, he's a man now. He gets to ride up front with dad. And he's Hell like, yeah. now Nicholas, <laughs> he's a cute little kid. And they really try to emphasize how young he's supposed to be. But he, I don't know, he looks like he's 10 or something. And she's like, oh, he shouldn't be up there. And he's like, mommy, daddy made everybody in the dugout a grilled cheese. And she's like, oh, did daddy have a drink with that? And he was like, I did. I had a beer. <laughs> and then the kid's like, and a whiskey. And she, he's like, come on, man. And she's like, and you're driving right now? Kids are always going to rat you, man. <laughs> now, remember, now, uh, again, they're driving in the car, but they're on a highway, maybe a freeway. It's a highway. And she's like, you're the driving hell? right now? And <laughs> he's like, I'm fine. I'm under the legal limit. And you know, we've all seen a fucking horror movie before. So we've I We've also seen a drunk dad. We've also seen that some of us have lived the life. I, and uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh man, fuck you. This is how we're gonna open up this movie. I'm like, this is already like I don't I don't need this. I got my little boy. I don't I let him sit in the front seat and see, and that's your <laughs> child abduction. We all have our own. Okay. I'm living my child abduction in the Say. beginning of this and you know, we do a little bit of a camera reverse at one point. I think they make a cute joke about how the kid knows lyrics to a fucking boring old guy song that Clark would know. Hell yeah. And probably, she's Bob like, Seger. <laughs> the mom's like, are you going to tell him what that song's about? Actually, it might have. It was a Bob something. And he was like, what, what are the lyrics about? And he turns the camera and we can see uh, coming straight at him. A car veers into their lane. Yeah. And we all knew it was going to happen. Night, night. Unfortunately, that little boy uh, was sitting in the front seat too, so. Cut to the mom crying hysterically. Uh, again, a lot of mixed media here. A lot of good editing. This movie moves. So uh, we get a phone call. So we stay in genre the whole time? Yeah, dude. And I love it. Now, here's the thing. We cut. The mom's crying. So she gets the car a- interior is what? Uh, Lost. You, We have a wreck and then it's a cut. No, but I mean, like, how are they recording? Oh, he's on his phone. Okay. Yeah, he's just moving his phone around. I understand. And... um. So we cut to the mom. She's crying. She gets a call from a weird number. She picks it up and it's her husband who is brutal looking. He's in a um, hospital in a bed and he's crying. And this, oh my God, you want to talk about fucking pathetic motherfuckers. What movie did we just watch? I know, um, unwelcome had one of the most pathetic male leads, the troll movie, the troll movie. No, yeah. The goblin movie. Thank you very much. um, this motherfucker is just like, oh, you. I had to borrow an orderly's phone so you would pick up. And she's like, don't call me. I told you. And he was like, but I need my mountain. And she's like, you can't call me that anymore. And I, I was sitting yeah. there with Doc, I'm like, that's a fucking bad cutesy name. The mountain? Yes, it's not good. For your wife? <laughs> I'm like, first that Game of Thrones fan. Well, dude. <laughs> she did kind of look like him. Uh it does. It conjures up the image of him climbing the mountain, which is a little lewd. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, right? baby. <laughs> like, Amazon lady. I'm like, you know, maybe this marriage was doomed from the beginning. And uh, she's like, how do you want me to forgive you? And then it, it set in. Uh, little Nicholas didn't make it. And uh, he's now dead. And it looks like the relationship isn't going to make it either. So she hangs up yep. on him. And he's like, no, wait, I need my. And then she hangs up. She gets a call back again. She answers, I told you not to fucking call me anymore. Like, this time it's her local father. And he's like, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to, uh, dude, it's so, it's so hammed up, but uh, you know, I kind of love it. And he's like, you know what? You mean what? like a priest, not her. No, no, not her father. <laughs> not a local. Yeah, no, a priest. He's like, I'll be your daddy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're right. It was the uh, local theologist in town. I am, and I'm the <laughs> local neighborhood father. So he calls and, uh, He's just like, oh, well, you know, the church has been looking for a good candidate like you. And we, you know, you're a really nice family. And I'm praying for both you and your husband. And uh, we'd like to offer you an opportunity. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Although she's very respectful. And they put on, you know, I wrote down his name. I can't find it now. Cardinal de Gaulle gives a call. And he's like, hello. (laughs) Hello, Audrey. Uh, We have an opportunity for you. And we think you're a perfect candidate. Yada, yada, yada. Long story short, they fly her out to the Vatican, and they say, we're going to bring your kid back. We're going to resurrect him. And the church, Uh, we've been working on this for a while. I saw the trailer to this movie. Did you? Yeah. Okay, and they're like, we're going to resurrect him. And um, all you have to do is come out. And we cut to security camera footage on the inside of the Vatican. I don't know how they got this footage. And she walks in, and uh, she's like, okay, where are we going? And they're like, well, you stop here. We'll be back. And they take him into a uh, scary-looking room. And uh, bada-bing, bada-boom, he's back. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. A lesser horror film would just have a, uh, I think the traditional route here would be the kid comes home, the family comes back together, and they realize, oh, my God, the kid's a demon. Well, how? What are we going to do? We miss him, but we kind of broke the rules of nature and brought him back. And now what? that's not what this movie does. Yeah. This movie zooms the fuck out. And this changes the world as people are like, wait, the Vatican can resurrect people. And I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Cause this is what I want out of a fucking weird genre movie. They zoom the fuck out and it's, we get a news media montage. And this is where the clip show comes in. So I'm going to offer up a couple of clips. I pulled six. So we don't have to play them all, Oh my. but um, I would like you to pick a couple. So um, where's my, I made a guideline sheet right, here. Give me a criteria. Uh, do you want to hear from an extreme influencer? Would you like to hear from a activist on a march? Would you like to hear from Islam.com News? Would you like to hear from the Nerds of Life podcast? Would you like to hear from BBB on Tubes? Uh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Or would you like to hear from a late-night talk show host? Five or six. Five. Okay, so would uh, then we're going to need a tiebreaker here. Does somebody want to hear from a late-night talk show host or a YouTube conspiracy theorist?
0: YouTube.
1: YouTube Randy YouTube uh, Sam you want to do <laughs> everybody's YouTube oh, I don't, well, I was don't worry insane. we're not only going to do one we're going to do a few of these because I fucking pulled them now um this dude uh I'll give you a little bit more context because you picked it if you pause the frame and look at the YouTube because everything's in world camera and this is YouTube they make a point of it um his full he goes by BBB but it stands for bald, bearded, and banned. So I think Randy oh, and boy. Christian, <laughs> this was the first uh, name for their podcast, but it was already taken. So let's go ahead and hear about the conspiracy.
3: They don't show us the resurrection process because it's such a sacred tribe, but how do you want us to believe in this nonsense? Why do all the resurrected return without a single scratch? What about the bullet ones? Scars and all this crap. Wake up, it's all this calf. They either hide aliens, alias there just cloning people.
1: <laughs> so... He's an accented fellow and get used to the tippany because there's a lot of that like swelling theatrical music. That's rough. Dude, this motherfucker. Okay. Let's do another one. Let's just jump into another one. Um, extreme influencer activist on the March, Islam.com news, nerds of life podcast or late night. Nerds. Nerds. Okay. (laughs) Nerds of life podcast. All right. This one is another YouTube video, but it's of a very, um, Ah, uh, what did it remind me of? Maybe JRE. As they're sitting at a table, two people talking to each other, there's a brick wall, and there are curtains in the background. Curtains? Which, honestly, I, I do really like that setup. I like all the texture in the background, but I'm like, okay, so we're doing a Rogan thing here. All right, let's hear what the uh, Nerds of Life podcast had to say. So in order for
3: the church to resurrect me, I have to hand over my entire digital history. We're talking phone calls, texts, emails, hard drives. This is crazy. What about privacy? Is the church trying to become the new big brother? Dude, first of all, you don't have to sign a contract. Besides, the cherub can only access all this information after your death. While you're alive, nobody's going to know what porn you like watching and and who you've been sending your dick pics to. All right, let's talk about these cherubs for a second, because this is really crazy. The church is hiring ex-hackers to look for my sins, so some guy who only yesterday was trying to hack the White House or steal money from somebody's bank account is now going to rummage through my entire digital past and judge me for
0: my sins. What the hell?
1: (laughs) So, there's a lot there. And this is how they kind of un, 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 like roll it out. So the church, now that they've announced that they will be resurrecting people, they hire a fleet of hackers that they call cherubs. What they do is when you want to petition to become resurrected or when you want to be like judged, they look through your digital history. And de- it's like, this is very like China social score. China. And so if you're hanging out with bad people, if you're looking at a lot of porn, they're going to be like, sorry, Clark, we're not bringing you back. Yeah, I would not be excited. <laughs> Dude, in no world did I expect this movie to... Ta- also, I love, I love that they call the hackers cherubs. Pretty good. And, it, you know, this stuff builds as we go on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make... Uh, Sam, you pick one. What do you want? Extreme Influencer, uh, Activist on the March, Islam.com, or Late Night Talk Show?
3: Well, uh, I was real, real taken with that... Uh accent on the first guy yeah so i feel like islam.com news will uh get us something similar
1: all right now this one um uh we start with a google browser and they type in islam news and then it pulls up islam.com and they click on the news story which is happening right now
3: the ban on baptism has created a lucrative black market for smugglers who offer to
1: sneak dead loved ones out of the middle east just past the border, the bodies are posthumously baptized by missionary priests and sent off to the nearest resurrection center. Dude. <laughs> so they're smuggling corpses out of the Middle East, having um, uh, just, they're getting them blessed and baptized on the street so that they can have a potential resurrection happen. Man, I love that kind of storytelling, and, and what world would you have ever expected to get that? Now, um, none, of you ever, none of you picked him, but I'm going to go with the extreme influencer, so we're jumping right into TikTok here.
0: What do you mean by extreme influencer?
1: Uh, you'll hear in the clip.
0: Right, so there's a snowboard. Hey here guys,
2: I don't know about you, but with all this reincarnation stuff, I'm feeling a bit riskier than usual. For the record, this is not a suicide. I'm a good Christian. I love God. I'm just trying to pull off some gnarly shit. So, if
3: I don't make it, make sure Jesus brings me back. Peace.
1: Uh, he didn't make it. <laughs> Does anybody want to take a guess at what he was doing? I like I'll give you a clue. In, uh, on his TikTok feed, somebody said, why are you wearing a helmet, bro? <laughs> Sounded like yeah. a skateboard. See, and that's, you know, I think there's some good visual storytelling because it looks like he's in a black hoodie. He's got a helmet on and he's a pretty hip dude. And he's just trying to pull off some gnarly tricks for the Lord. And uh, I'm like, oh, he's going to hit a half pipe. Well, much like uh, a film that we loved on this show, Bass, he jumps off a fucking cliff with a uh, short parachute and uh, he doesn't make it. I think he might have been in a squirrel suit, but um, yeah, he d- he doesn't make it. You know who did make it? Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. No, if, uh, the Lord, you know what? Damn, he could really up his stunts if he could get a resurrection. Too bad Scientology disqualifies you. Uh, just wait. Good job. <laughs> All right, you know, I'm going to do one more. We'll we'll skip the activist one. I'll tell you what that was. Um, There's a live news broadcast that we cut into where they interview one lifers in Dallas, Texas, who are mad at people who are taking the opportunity to... Uh, basically go against nature it's really interesting we could skip it but we gotta you gotta hear the late night one because you get to hear nicholas talk and um that's a gift in its own so here we go this one is the never too late uh show on youtube
3: audrey one thing we all want to know is he better behave now like do you do you have to fight with him to get him to do his homework
2: you know he's a he's a normal kid just like he was before um but yes, we still have to fight over homework sometimes.
3: <laughs> well, Nicholas, I guess being the very first resurrected person does not excuse you from certain responsibilities. What do you think about that?
1: I feel best until I have to do my homework. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Another round of applause. Oh man. No. Dude, what a cute little kid. If anybody was gonna be a candidate for resurrection, I vote him. Um, So there's a lot here, and you might be thinking, how the fuck does any of this relate to the nuclear family in the beginning, and where do we move from here? Well, um, Nicholas and Audrey, the uh, mom and son combo, they kind of take an off-screen role, and we go to the dad, who survived the car wreck, who got his son killed, and changed the world forever. Um, he's now a virtual, uh, what, what would the, the term be? Uh, evangelist? Like when you're, when you get in front of a bunch of people and you like praise the Lord and
0: yeah,
1: so he's a VR evangelist now okay. and he's got thousands of people tuning in on their, uh, you know, their what meta, what the fuck is the Facebook VR thing? Yeah, that sounds right. So they all tune in and he's turned it around and he's found God and he's a good man, but <sighs> it's a little weird what they have him doing. So he's kind of popular now too. His family fell apart. Audrey still, she'll talk to him a little bit. And Easter's coming up. And Nicholas is like, hey, I was thinking of asking mom maybe if you could attend our party. And he was like, you know, don't bother her. And then he talks to Audrey and he's like, hey, you're having a party? And he's hinting he'd like to go. He doesn't get invited. Well, he has got he's a busy man now anyway. And, you know, he's probably got to do some uh, evangelizing on Easter. So he's fine. Yeah. Also, the um church has him employed in this new job where he kind of mentors the resurrected. So when you get resurrected, they basically assign you a therapist and they just coach you for like a month and they make sure everything's okay. And that you're taking a coming back to life. Well, and we get to go through a lot of his clients and, uh, the movie kicks off. Like these are really well done too. all the creative ways that people had died and then come back. Like maybe your wife tried to stab you and they bring you back and you're like, but I loved my wife. Brother been there. No. And it's. I'm telling you, the, the ideas in this movie are fantastic. Well, um, this is the last thing, and I won't spoil any more beyond this. What happens is he's coaching a dude, and he's turning around, but a couple of things he said, you're like, that's a little weird. Whatever. Well, the next day he wakes up, and uh, turns out that guy killed seven people in a mass uh, murder spree. So good. And the church gets, the church is blowing up his laptop because it's a screen life film. So they're, they're like fucking Skyping him all day. And they're like, how are you doing? How are you doing? And he honestly, he's not doing very well. It turns out our lead's an alcoholic. Uh, We kind of knew that from the beginning. And uh, he's like, well, what's going on? I'm just getting up. And they're like, oh, you didn't hear the news. One of your clients killed seven people. And now everybody's wondering, should we be bringing people back? Like, and what do you do with the people they murdered? Do they get an automatic resurrection because the church resurrected that dude? Because they would all be alive if the church didn't jump in here. And it's like, that's a fucking good question. Sure. And uh, maybe a little, uh, maybe our drunk uh, turns into a neo-noir character and starts digging into why the church is treating it this way and why they suspended him. And maybe he gets in contact with his uh, cherub, which he's never met before. But he teams up with the cherub that gets the same people that he uh, is a therapist to, and her name might be Rat. So, hell yeah. <laughs> this movie's a fucking banger. Um, uh, hold the ma. This is, this, yeah, it's Rat Ma. That's his uh, cherub. And I'll tell you, this is a movie that Randy will hate. This is a movie that Clark will uh, get excited for and turn off halfway. <laughs> but if you're a genre fan and you need big ideas, and honestly, there's never this level of thought. How often in movies, in particularly horror movies based around dead children coming back, does it not even make the news in that world? This world, it changed it completely, and they thought about all the avenues. So, honestly, I think screen life was the fucking perfect choice. This movie's a lot of fun, and um, there might be a conspiracy just like Guy's the a Bullet, because I've heard absolutely nobody talking about it. Yeah, but Jamie Foxx didn't produce it. So. <laughs> that is true. He wasn't poisoned by P-Diddy.
2: <laughs> Your review on Letterbox sounds much different than what you just told us right now. Did I? I didn't review this on Letterboxd you did.
1: though.
2: I did? July 30th. Now, Randy, let me
1: tell you something. I've been fucking 20th, up the name sorry. Of this. I've been messing up the name of this a
2: lot. You also said, Note, not an in-world camera film despite the heavy use of screen life.
1: Hold on, let me get in there.
0: Bro, you just confirmed. Hold on, phone. what's the
2: name of the movie you're oh. reading from? Oh, never mind, sorry. I thought so. Boo. 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 Let me get, it. here. I thought, I thought I had you.
1: <laughs> I know, you were so happy <laughs> about it too.
2: No, what, what's the review you're reading from? Motion detected. Oh, dude, what the fuck, Randy? It what was the most recent one there? on there, and I was like, uh, I thought I saw, I don't know, I just tried to bring two and two you do together. not cut
1: this out of this goddamn show. You were so happy. The glee will, be, people will hear the glee. Sam's here. He can vouch. <laughs> what a, I won't cut it out.
0: <laughs> what a failed, low-stakes sting operation hey, that was. But
1: here's the thing. Why did I kind of believe him? I'm like, what
0: did I Because you're gullible, and, and you believe I the first it. thing people tell I you.
1: I just have faith in my friends.
0: I know. And that's Andy what's going, that, that will cause your demise.
2: I know you're I, too gullible, but here's I get by thing. with a little help from my friends all Thank week. So
1: much. Uh, and again, I, I won't even put a name out there cause I know probably all three of you told me to watch this, but, uh, I kept looking up resurrection
2: and Good I'm like, movie. wait, this,
1: this isn't the movie it's resurrected. So I was like, did I fucking go on there and like review the wrong movie? No, dude. Um, this movie's kinda like God is a bullet for me, where the premise and everything, it's like we're way out of fucking like this isn't fucking Oppenheimer. This isn't even like a grounded Barbie movie. This is like we're out in the left field, but yes. we're fucking having fun and they are taking it seriously. So I I mean I loved it. Left well, fielders had the most fun. What would I give it though? I think I'm like four, maybe four and a half. Oh my god. This movie's like bonkers though. And the acting, you know, if I have to critique it. Oh, we heard the acting is up and down some people you're like hey they're they're pretty good other people you're like oh did somebody not show up today <laughs> i mean, i think we got a
0: pretty good hit, hint off uh, your audio cues
1: dude oh dude the audio they didn't they all have a visual component and also I um i should mention yeah I, I don't, no but i'm saying like because it's screen life there's a lot of attention paid that is kind of it's kind of like you put a lot of work into it to have people ignore it and um unfortunately the movie did come out prior to Twitter turning into X. So it's instantly dated when you see Twitter in there because they do turn to Twitter and it's just like uh, it really ruins the immersion now. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well <laughs> What can you do? Well, we uh failed. Yeah, I know. And I know you're gonna blame me. I had one Miserably. movie. One fucking movie, dude. You're over here yes. lamenting fucking kangaroos and white-tailed deer. Yeah. It's yes. your fault. And then you instantly blamed our guest. <laughs> he knows the deal. Our walk- He does know. He, he knows the deal. Oh, he's felt the wrath of Clark before, I'm sure. Khan? No. <laughs> what?
2: Wrath of Khan? Con. Gone.
1: <laughs> Randy, shut up.
0: <laughs> Never seen it. All right. Uh, Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, happy Tuesday to everyone and stay tuned for Thursday's episode great episode for Thursday am I going to tell you more about it no I'm not because that's what we do here on this show
1: don't watch Twisted Metal or do
2: thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour and if you would like to hear more please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts